Hey guys, uh, we just wanted to highlight that this month is Men's, me men's Mental Health Awareness Month um, and we wanted to shout out all the men, keep, keep your head clear. Yeah, today is also Men's, what is it? International Men's, men's, in International Day. men's Day? International Men's Day, which is a bit, uh, I guess, of a redundant holiday, except <laughs> for the fact that you should like pay attention to stuff like men's mental health like get your prostate checked you exactly. know do the get your balls checked all that kind of thing like <laughs> testicular cancer all that stuff but you know otherwise like you know yeah. just carry on with your lives carry as, on as, as try usual. and be better men oh yeah and brian won the league brian yeah won the, i got the, the i got the league this weekend so we're not gonna be having a little snippet um he doesn't wanna <laughs> you know get your game get your points up guys uh -huh. that's all i must say get uh -huh. your points up Matching matches love. <laughs> Enjoy the show. Alright. Just another critique. This uh, squid game or what? You know. There is something fake in it. It is apparently anti-capitalist, but it's anti-capitalist, like you know, capitalism, we are in debt, blah blah blah. It translates it into a game, we participate in it, like it's very form, how it's stageless capitalism reproduces reproduces capital Sir Alex Ferguson himself, the the one and only the or the main name Anthony, not the middle name Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I have a surprise fact for you, sir. He's oh, the third Anthony he, in the he, room he, today. Oh, for real? Yeah. You're also an Anthony. It's sad. This is uh, crazy. Damn. This is a conspiracy. Uh huh. This is our team for the quiz. You know, the, <laughs> <laughs> the Anthony's. There's a, anyways. I want, I want to expose what the Anthony's is, but it's. <laughs> okay, welcome, Joel. Uh, um, I am. My alias is the Bugolobi Bankshot, so that's how, <laughs> that's, that's how we're doing. Okay. That's how we're rocking. Um, thanks for coming. Thank you. Uh, I listened to I think a couple of podcasts, yeah. and I thought, all right, these guys sound uh, like a good mix of smart and crazy and so mad. Exactly. Yeah. Wow, thank the, uh, you. The perfect, you know, the perfect concoction we're going for right now. Mm. That's that's more than more than then, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, tell us about yourself, bro. Okay, so introduce yourself. Introduce yourself. You tell the people how you would. Uh, you know how you would explain yourself. Well, that's a dangerous thing. I explain myself differently in different crowds, uh -huh. but mm. <laughs> that's okay. it. So uh, I'm Joel Anthony Mahumza. Uh, a lot of people also call me Arali, just Arali, okay. on Twitter. And I work in digital finance. I've been doing that for 12 years. Cool. Uh, now I'm running uh, this company called Flyhub. It's a, it's a company out of Stanbic. They've decided to do their own fintech and they incredibly decided to put me in to charge of it. Charge. I don't know. Come on. Yeah, I don't know. You guys Listen. may have to make your complaints hard <laughs> to them. But yeah, that's what I'm doing. Nice. Uh, but yeah, on, on the whole, I'm, I just try to keep abreast of all things that are happening in sports i really love uh, basketball yes um, we needed a yeah. basketball fan <laughs> yeah good, and then good, when exactly. i'm not when i'm not doing philosophy threads or anything like that on twitter i'm just like 
trying to get people into the into the league. So the yeah, league. nice. That's what I'm about. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, let's get the you know let's pay the proper respect to the fintech a little bit before we go crazy on mm. hoops. Mm. Um, tell the roommates the uh, the the legion of fans listening to this are called the roommates. Tell oh, the roommates what fintech is. <laughs> I love that. Right. I yeah, love yeah, that assertion. Yeah. Yeah, roommates are legion. Right. Okay, so <laughs> you're right now. You're a legion. There you go. So. If you, if you could give them like a, you know, like a, maybe an introduction to fintech, a short introduction to fintech, you know? Yeah. Okay. So, um, basically, it's, it's financial technology. I think it was just pulled together to make it sound cool Ooh, yeah. and, it's a cool name. and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, it's really, I think, been something that's been on uh, the rise since, what, the late 2000s? So, okay. like, in Uganda, really, like, mobile money was one of the big first fintechs. It's just technology that will allow you to move financial services outside of the normal uh, ledger accounting that usually happens in the bank. Because right. when you go to the bank, it's a lot of paperwork, and you're signing off stuff. And the technology bits were maybe, like, ATMs and maybe having a card and mm-hmm. things of that nature. But now um, it's moving onto mobile, onto the web, um, onto apps and things of that nature. But now... I think the delineation between fintech and regular banking is aspects of financial services are being sort of broken off and being run by tech companies. By tech. Okay. So like cross-border payments, uh, purchasing of cryptocurrency on things like Binance, um, things like even wealth management apps. There are all kinds of things mm-hmm. that are coming up now. And I think the the good old boys the establishment are realizing that innovation was moving much faster than, than what they, they could were. do mm. so there's an effort now to see how they can partner how can they purchase and move things along that uh, that arena so i think in a nutshell that's just it it's, it's technology has finally come to uh, financial services yeah okay okay cool that that uh that's that's really interesting like the so would you say things like um, mobile money, which are may- maybe like newer in newer tech services within finance, count as fintech, or is mm. yeah? So yeah, I'd definitely say that. I think well, the thing is, mobile money was it's quite simple, but at the same time, it was revolutionary. It was just yeah, right, yeah. you know there was a problem of having to get cash from one person to another. to another. So right now, Bank of Uganda estimates about seventy-five percent of transactions that are done in Uganda are done in cash. In cash. Okay. And the problem with that is, if I give you cash, we're the only two people who know that that transaction happened. Uh, then the argument that a lot of banks will make is when you walk in to try and get um, a loan, mm-hmm. the only thing they'll see about you is a point in time. They won't, they can only ask you for, say, do you have a house or do you have something that you can you know, put up as collateral? As collateral because yeah. they don't see your spending power. They don't see where you spend your time. They don't see how you pay your bills. They don't see all those things. Um, ideally, if we were paying things for things electronically, there would be a record of all that stuff. So they would look at me and know that I pay my utility bills, I pay for water. Yeah, I, right, exactly. I get, take, uh, I buy things from the store, I pay for DSTV, all that kind of stuff. So then you get a picture of this is the amount of money this dude spends in a month. In a month. And this is how much he spent over the last six months. And then from there, I can rate you and go, okay, let me front you this money mm-hmm. because I know you're good for, you're it, good for it. And yeah. I can get that uh, payback. So mobile money was really just looking at guys who were spending cash, but the cost of getting cash from one place to another was too high. And they just 
it's technically electronic money but it's not because it's just it's like a, a picture of cash right for every piece of electronic mm-hmm. money there's cash that has to be there the mobile money agent has to take cash if it was truly electronic money there wouldn't be need for for okay. cash for cash I yeah see. which oddly enough sometimes i tell people that most cash that exists in the world is electronic, is electronic. it's not paper someone yeah, types it sure. up it exists somewhere as just a record of something being owed um, but the deeper you go into that the more your your brains are saying yeah. what so yeah that, now that, that technology is there the the options for how much you can do with the creation of money is, is getting interesting yeah cool okay i think that kind of answers why like I've, i was wondering i saw something about the u.s being in like three trillion dollars of debt and i was like bro where to who? You, like to who <laughs> where is three trillion dollars going like so i guess you know that yeah. makes a lot of sense yeah no, I think also the, the one of the things that they're, they're talking about, which I found interesting, was to mint a trillion dollar coin. Yeah, yeah. to like balance the books or something. Yeah, but it's they probably... tried that before. They wanted to do a bill. Bill Clinton wanted to do like a $10 billion Co- coin bill or something like that. Oh. I don't yeah. know if that's accurate, but it's been floated a bunch of times. It's crazy just because even so the, cost, the cost of, I think, minting coins it's more expensive than the value of pennies, the, yeah. the pennies, the pennies are, are, uh, right the metal that pennies are made of is worth more than the copper penny. in a penny yeah. is worth more than <laughs> yeah so there are all these absurd things just because the speed of which we have to settle transactions has gone has so gone much up. further than mm. the you know the tangible items which we were supposed to use for to exchange. Uh, yeah for exchanging value so this is what if you had a crypto bro for instance speaking to you the first thing he will tell you is that when a minute you're holding cash the value of that cash is also changing, changing. really rapidly but you don't have much control over how it changes uh you know there are other arguments you can make about the crypto about side the, but yeah, yeah that the, there are philosophies around it that are now clashing uh, and i think those philosophies are coming up because Finally, there are other options that people can look at uh, to consider how they value items. What do you think, like, um, what do you think fintech is going to do? Apart from, I mean, the, the obvious path is, like, to make it worse. But mm. you know what I mean? Like, what's the, what are positive ways you could see, like, fintech disrupting this whole, like, debt infrastructure around the world? You know what I mean? Like, mm. this whole, like, because, like, basically what I'm saying is what what products like what you know programs or whatever can be created you know what i mean to Mm. ease that or to address it obviously if the if the organizations are still like oriented to create those that great amount of debt in your life like quickly Mm. then it won't change but like how could you know i mean how could you respond to things like that yeah well i think that there are probably a number of ways that the the problem I see is that the technology already exists, but usually the pro- the problem is the process. Yeah, you know, like if you got me a uh, an F one Ford, right? Like if you got me a, a classic car, for instance, and you wanted me to drive it on these roads, I'll probably drive it the way I drive my Rav Ford. There are some things I'm not quite mm-hmm. comfortable with. I'm not quite sure how I'm going to operate it. So uh, I'm thinking that now with Web three becoming a thing, there is more talk about how we own stuff like what's the relationship with the content that i own mm-hmm. the things that i produce so and i know the nft people out there <laughs> we're, talking about <laughs> yeah, we're, talking about we're talking about nfts okay. earlier yeah because i want yeah that's a good i'm just gonna like 
quickly hop onto that. Mm. Into that like, madness. What I see with NFTs, with some of the where like the value is being derived, is in this loop of like rich people making themselves richer. Uh. So I I I I have no you know I've like deliberately not researched anything about NFTs because I'm just like <laughs> there's enough you know there's enough going on in my mind. <laughs> I'm just like, I learned about Bitcoin and that, you know and that. Yeah. I barely understood it. I fine hands up, but like. I'm seeing like, uh, like I saw just a random social media post of like celebrities next to the NFTs they own, and you know Snoop mm. is next to one that's like a hundred k, and Elon Musk is like two million dollars or whatever. So the NFT thing is like you buy it, yeah, it's like a representation or an image or whatever. Of ownership. You buy it, then you, then the value escalates, right? The value of it goes up and then eventually you're supposed to be able to it's supposed to be a store of wealth like as the value of your NFT goes up you then sell it on its time to thingy yeah so now do you know what i mean like the only people who can buy valuable bitcoin already Valuables, have money already, already yeah. valuable entities already have money yeah so, so there are things like that like will we end up in a world where you're born and you're just given like four nfts <laughs> and then it's like i it's up to you when you sell them in your life but they'll just keep you escalating know? in value yeah, no, I think this is also why the discussion of UBI is coming up. So the even if you read like the most conservative thinkers, the the issue was, um, they, I think they used to call it a negative tax, that so that you set a threshold and go beyond a certain point, mm. you're not going to be taxed anything, but then you're also going to be given money to get you to a bare minimum where you can mm. eat, you can have a house, because most work that now exists is it's automatable. You can do robotics exactly. with it. There is but that gap. now when you start doing it, like with the, I think in the US, for instance, the thing, the, the job market that has the most white men is uh, truck driving. Truck driving. Huh? So now all this stuff that like, we're looking at for you know self-driving and cars and whatnot and actually trying to do that it particular job. that's the easy bit of like okay we can do the technology but generations of people don't just disappear like right. you're going to have disenfranchised guys walking mm-hmm. around saying what the hell are we supposed to do and the idea is like maybe we can do re-education so re-education sounds easy but imagine re-educating someone who's like 43 and <laughs> spend their life <laughs> like taking them out drive. of driving because yeah. it's not like they're going to be able to drive something else they have to go into a white collar thing yeah. that re-education means training them in a whole different sector yeah and also changes the social makeup so i think to me the the when i look at the tech stuff people who are building are building all kinds of cool things but mm-hmm. usually people who apply it are are doing it so differently from whatever from the, the original, original thought mm-hmm. was for like you just say oh this is a cool tiny piece that i'm trying to pull together then someone else sitting in some country somewhere yeah. is like yeah hey, i can use this thing to be able to monetize uh, my yeah, music yeah, 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 yeah. and look then they Boston find dynamic them, right you see? they look they never looked cute they always look sinister <laughs> but the point is Boston Dynamic I've Boston heard, Dynamic yeah. are the robot dogs that they kick they show videos of them kicking it and it like gets and back gets up, up and like oh, the ones they're putting and now they've on. made a fast one now they have like one that runs as fast as a cheetah just like <laughs> but the terrible thing is this is going to come to pass some regime is going to have 50 of those patrolling the streets with guns on you've their back you've seen some with guns and just firing you know what I mean it. just firing on you like yeah. one million trillion percent that's going to happen like when you see these stories of guys coming back with, um, I think they used to call it shell shock 
from like the first and second world war it's because when you are fighting someone you had to you you look yeah. that guy in the eyes world and you was killing really them mm. and you see right? and there was mustard gas social, and you, yeah. like it was it was tangible that was world war 1 but here you're sitting <laughs> and you can go let me send a drone mm-hmm. and bomb this place and like yeah. oh are there some combatants like the, even the dynamics those uh, what are the rules of engagement in war yeah. were written at a completely yeah. different time so now things are probably going to have to change but we are almost still living with the old rules and the old ways of thinking and the new rules are being written by like the countries and and like that right. own these drones and da, da, da. so they're being written from the perspective of a drone operator <laughs> yeah, not exactly. from the perspective not of you a drone the guy is living my next wedding collateral damage yeah so i mean that's the extreme of it i think on the finance side the big issue is most of money most of finance is us borrowing from the future like yeah. you see even the american government everything is built off of i'm going to of do something in the future yeah, that's going to that pay that off but now the future keeps getting pushed on so that eventually you can live your whole life on debt and not ever have to fully pay to it pay off that debt back. yeah and so that's the issue like um the the even the whole idea of nations like there are some things which we think are going to last forever are, yeah like we were talking about how my dad is is 72 now yeah and like he saw this country as a as a protectorate he saw the flag come down uh-huh. he saw guys going to the moon like he's so for him <laughs> he's just like your things are changing so fast he lived at a time when there was the austro-hungarian and like he was yeah. talking about there were empires that's how people thought about exactly. things now it's countries and more and more what i'm thinking about is like um a, a place like amazon the only thing constraining it is it's located in the United States and it's bound by those rules by but rules, with all yeah. the tech it has and all that it's built eventually it could just be like look just be part of the Amazon empire yeah you get access <laughs> to all these services <laughs> you are employed you do this kind of work we data mine you and if you want you can sell some of your stuff to facebook or yeah, whatever you're going to be the only people with any capital in the world so you will have to join the nation if you want to join because they'll yeah. own the land you're born under do you know what i mean like you'll be that's what the chinese are trying to do with us in general with the, i've talked about this to all my friends like a million times <laughs> <laughs> we're going to pull out all our tin foil hat this is like i wish it was a tin foil hat thing like i wish it's it was real. a conspiracy theory it's like it's their real, government man. plan yeah. you know belt and road and all this stuff but they had a now this agro plan is not working so well in africa because mm. of regime change and blah 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 mm. but they basically wanted to have it be like the bread bowl of like the motherland so they wanted to industrialize the whole of china the whole of rural china and have all the rural and pastoral needs be taken care of here they were getting into deals with our with our governments yeah. to like basically buy all the arable land mm-hmm. it's that thing of the future like arable land water capital you know what i mean all going to be so scarce the one thing we will be winning at in the actually two arable land and water like Africa is going to again become a crazy battleground for the next like 150 years of just like everyone trying to get a piece other places are going to become uninhabitable but um. we won't have the strength to like restrict our borders you know what i mean or at least to make i mean to make a hierarchy so that you know like there's yeah. some kind of way to be insulated by rich foreigners like just expatriating here uh. so yeah so they just this this <laughs> there's so much like I I really buy into that thing of like four companies are going to emerge out of America and be like yeah we've bought up everything we've bought up all the land sorry Uganda like 
your president in 2038 sold half of what Porto yeah. to yeah. McDonald's. And, I mean, and we bought McDonald's. So. If you even think about it, right? Like, you know, a lot of people say, I remember when uh, they were saying, yeah, government should step in and be the one to correct it. I had, like, I think about two things. They're like, one, you're just shifting the power to someone else. But then two, think about any government employee you know, right? Now think about if you're trying to break apart Amazon. Like that, they have the best legal minds in the world. Like they'll just throw up, they'll thing. back up a yeah. brick truck of cash and say, "Hey, can you defend this thing?" You know, and you have sense. some guy who's just earning a government salary. Mm-hmm. who's like, "Yeah, let's try and figure out how we're going to break this apart." <laughs> like, what are the odds? What are the chances? That you know they're going I mean? to break it. It's not apart. a fair fight at all. Yeah. So I mean, even with the, you remind me of a quote uh, from, I think it's when the Spartans were going to, when the Spartans were fighting the Athenians. And the Athenians wanted to get a certain island on their side. And when they showed up, they said, let's not pretend with all these diplomatic things that we're equals and whatnot. Like, you know, just like we know, that in this world, the strong do what they can and the weak suffer what they must. So that, I remember that because there's a a friend of mine when I was in grad school, he's from uh, Taiwan. And Timmy was just saying that basically in Taiwan, their whole thing is your only strategy is to be strong. You can't come and say, let me appeal to your yeah. good conscience. Let me talk no. to you as fair people. <laughs> Obviously, that's the stuff that you'll hear in official circles. Yeah. Everyone will speak about fairness. But in order to get respect on the international stage, people have to know that you can back up what you're saying, yeah. that you, you're actually going to enforce yourself. So I just wonder if we're ever going to be <laughs> in a place where Humanity we can doesn't speak. doesn't exist on like a large... You know, you, you can appeal to one person's person. humanity mm-hmm. but as soon as they're in a group a team Bro. an organization it's like it's literally sorry. like as much as you, it's, as it, it's to the level of in town when you have an accident with a border mm. you can talk to one border guy but not with a group of guys, guys. <laughs> yeah. even the guy you have the like the collision with my you can literally have he can be like oh, yeah. wrong. And 50 buddy. guys around are like ah, where well, <laughs> would <did> this be <laughs> Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That literally happened to me like a week ago. Yeah, man. I've been wanting to. Well, the dude was like, like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah had to run like, around." Was like, mm-hmm. "Give yeah, him ten thousand." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What?" Yeah, but I guess you don't know how much uh, frustration everyone's carrying around. I think yeah. that mm. it's everyone's so tightly wound that you just need some outlet. An outlet, and yeah. if you if you happen to be that outlet, good, you know, be ready for it. No, I like to think I'm a normal person. I'm good, right? Yeah. But I was thinking about this example. Like, if I'm in an elevator and someone like steps on my shoe, I might get irritated. But I'm not going to be like, "What up?" Mm. Because I'm a person. Like, I can look at them in the eye. But when I'm in the car, just a little bit of distance. Yeah, I'm um, talking all my shit. I'm yeah. like bugging. I'm <laughs> like, I just. I become less humane less to human. whoever I'm going to. So I'm just, I think maybe that extension also goes to the technology we have. Because when someone's making fun of another person online, you're not think you're not seeing the guy take the blows. Yeah. You're just like, ah, oh, man, some funny stuff. And you're getting retweets and you're like, yeah, That's <laughs> I've it. slammed him and you move on. Exactly. Yeah. And then you find out that the person hates you and you're like, what? What did I do to them? <laughs> <laughs> just a joke, man. Come, Come on, on, man. Too. It's, a group, it's a group chat. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, because yeah, we went from finance to global to politics. Listen, all things always. I, Twitter, like, I'm <laughs> loving this because you said one of your things is philosophy, mm. and I wanna I wanna ask about that. So, what was your entry point? Like, what have you always been into? Like, 
understanding different perspectives and mm. uh, yeah so i think it's because my my dad raised me with a, in a very interesting way so he he had like a lot of he had the bible he had um uh this book from jainism he had like four or five different texts that he would have us reading and at some point of course we were going to church and then you'd hear us complaining so he asked me if i wanted to go to church of course i was like eight yeah, i said like, nah, nah i want to sleep <laughs> so he left me at home but the on the he used to give us like book reports that we'd have to make be like read a Ooh. book and just tell me what you're thinking about and over time i just started getting interested in i would have questions that which i would ask my friends on the playground and we would talk and it would be fun but then as we grew older man it was just about girls just yeah, about, right. you know playing sports philosophy. and i got into <laughs> that yeah i got into that stuff as well and that part of me sort of died down but i think it really became serious at some point when um so my parents were going through a divorce and you know that's when you know guys at uh, at school were like hey man you know you should give your life to Christ everything is going to be okay uh, so I was like all right <laughs> let me say that let me say solution to this problem and as as desperate i just yeah, needed yeah, something yeah. with answers yeah and so i gave i i gave in i said you know i'm going to do the sinner's prayer and but after a while i just kept asking myself like just you're saying like but this stuff doesn't seem to be adding up it just mm-hmm. feels like i want it to be true i want there to be some plan for everything that's going to on yeah and then eventually i just started reading a bunch of uh things just trying to understand where do our ideas come from mm-hmm. and there's this great quote i remember the one that captured me that made me go oh okay i, I like to think of myself as a practical person yeah but this thing that uh, john Maynard Keynes said about how every practical person imagines that they are pulling their ideas out of thin air like they're just yeah i just thought i'm going to do this and i'm going to move and it's my idea it's like mm-hmm. but you're distilling things out of air of like some long defunct thought 100%. process some guy who thought about things 2000 years ago put it down and it's embedded in our social structures yeah, it's embedded yeah. in like the word anxiety for instance like if you didn't know that word and you were feeling it but you didn't have a way of naming it would you know that other people have it or would you understand it as a negative or a positive thing so those things just kind of interest me just because um it makes me feel like uh, at least i can see how absurd the, the world the is like i'm not so You've so crazy mad. <laughs> yeah it's yeah the, it's the more of the story here yeah okay cool who are you like uh let's see like what's your who are you like who did you in who are the, like the philosophers you connected with initially like as a younger person and then like now who do you kind of who have you like mm. settled into or is it st- are you still in the hot soup phase <laughs> of like whenever whoever yeah I, i'm i'm into like a bunch of guys like i started reading this philosophy around negritude so it's like african philosophy and the idea was it was in response to ubuntu so ubuntu was the idea that we are all africans and it comes from the thing that if you went back far enough like if you went back to like 1920s and said you're african most people would not understand what you're saying like i'm either ghanaian or malian like mm. we were all just Empires from our own kingdoms place. but so the idea behind it is every nationality every sense of identity was created by an external force coming against you and the thought was okay europeans had a lot of that because they were always in battles they were always fighting so you had german philosophy european philosophy just developed as all these different mishmashes of philosophy but then here we started out with this large ubuntu (laughs) philosophy so negritude was just about saying 
well what about the local like in your um, in your village in your village and what what are the items that how do you tell stories and the difference is here we, because it was pre-literate a lot of that was captured in the dances mm -hmm. in the way you tell stories in those tales it wasn't um, that's how you kept information it wasn't written down and, and made sort of an analytic thing so that's yeah. one of the things that i'm quite interested in now um obviously i like existentialism because <laughs> like i read Kamu and he was you know sort of talking about like you exist and then you have to figure out what you're supposed On to become yeah, exactly, yeah like you try and figure out am i living in bad faith or am i living in good faith and to me i just i've always been suspicious of things just always seeking happiness and just being glad because i think that's just one facet of life like uh, we were talking before the show about mm. i'm curious as to how in egypt they had like these pyramids which are basically graves Right. And in the sky, like you look up and you They're like the see most spectacular yeah. part of the society. Yeah. Yeah. Like us guys do skyscrapers. <laughs> and, and then it's like the cemetery you can see it for miles. Then yeah. their guy is like the world's biggest tombstone. Yeah, so that that I think was when I first found out that those were graves, like that's where great people are supposed to be left. And the idea of monuments and why we live to we try and survive our death in some one mm -hmm. way or another. That idea captured me when I was younger. And, um, you know, now it's something that's coming back to me to start thinking about, do I really know I'm going to die? Because am I acting like I'm going to die someday? <laughs> I don't really think so. And then obviously there are other things like uh, <laughs> stuff to do with um, how, how do you verify something is true, epistemology, those things. But those are not mm. as interesting. They're, I think the things that bore most people when they talk about philosophy, like you're asking me if there's a chair here. I'm sitting on the chair. What, what are you, you talking know, what about? The, what by what that? means? <laughs> yeah, by what there means? There is a chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those things like in the Matrix, right? It's just, it's very abstract. Mm -hmm. To me, abstract. I was more like, let me first find out what the human condition is about. And then all the rest of the stuff is, um, you know, it's a cherry on top. Yeah. Okay, that's right. It's really interesting. It's, uh, do you deal with like, um, how do you feel about needs and guys like Peter Singer and like, mm. you know what I mean? Like that angle of things because like my sister's a vegan mm. ideologically, like shout not for Ivy. health reasons. Yeah, shout out to Ivy. She's a <laughs> vegan, like, you know, ideologically, but she's struggling with the transition of like mm. leather, you know what I mean? Mm. Like down, like those things, honey. <sighs> Such things, you know, like it's honey, man. When I bro, hmm? honey is also honey is an animal vegan. byproduct. Like if you're a legit vegan, bro, you don't wear leather, you don't, <laughs> you don't you know use animal byproducts because they don't have a say in it. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, I, I suppose like I like with that, I've always wondered. Like I've, I've I enjoyed that argument, but at some point, uh, I I remember when I was a kid, I my had a dog, and we were going on a walk, and this guy was like my my buddy and a rabbit crossed the road and he went and, and savage <laughs> and i was like what and he came back and he was just like waiting to be pet and he had no there was nothing in him like yeah this is i'm supposed to feel guilty about it so i always wondered like why do we feel so guilty about something that like life subsists on life right mm -hmm. so what i've always understood the extent of it is the cruelty uh, that you might uh, be using in terms of this is how I'm going to sacrifice this God, so I'm going to do all of that. But um, I wouldn't think there's, I can't find it immoral for someone to eat meat. If someone finds it immoral and they found a way around it, good for them. But no, I mean, like, at, at base, if you go into nature, like, there's this way in which we fetishize nature, but 
Like, so do we, because we are a part of nature and like life subsists on life, do you feel like, do we have an obligation to act morally just because we're conscious? Do you know what I mean? Like, should mm-hmm. we just be animals and do you know what I mean? Just <laughs> it would probably do a bit. Yeah. It would probably do wonders for us. Because that's literally the difference. It's like yeah. we see the rabbit and we we can empathize. That we yeah. bridge that gap. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's mm. literally so if you there's feeling like, oh I don't wanna see a rabbit get killed and then there's not eating meat. You know, but they're on the same <laughs> spectrum. You get so it's like do we you know, if you're if you're gonna eat meat, you know, why even why even engage in, in any, any of this abstract habits. morality? Like why even care? Yeah, like I was debating this with a friend of mine yesterday on probably it was on WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. So he's a very strong Christian and his argument was just that there is no human way to get a perfect morality. And but my confrontation with him is he thinks that adopting the one from above makes sense. But I'm like, if you're saying that a human being can't conceive of one even your choice to say that's perfect is it's, part it's of that. Right. So exactly. I think we, we are all what, trapped. Who's, what's your certainty? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get so scared of black Africans growing up in Uganda, being certain about this culturally specific text from Israel. Do you get what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, right. Like, why are you so sure? Imagine an Israeli being like, me as I know, Kintu and Nambi. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? You'd yeah, be like, yeah, you're yeah, fucking yeah, weird. You're just, you know, the creator of the know, universe that, said, that, yeah, in there. That, that, yeah. that me, yeah, it was calling upon me that this region is like from where, you know, we would, that my we would be like, thank you, but we'd find it very yeah. strange. And I feel like, man, I just feel like God can't be, can't have a nationality. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Or at least, actually, <laughs> an, you know what I mean? A tribal identity, like for real? It's a bit, it's no, a I bit, think it, yeah. it made sense back. When back when you lived in a you're like look i i think for the most part of humanity everyone was around people who are like them mm-hmm. you're just like we exactly. grew up here even when i go to the village the the problem is when i go there i stick out because guys like this guy ain't from here and you are a real <laughs> different person so if you come to the city i think in the city is where that's where all these issues start coming from because you're living an interdependent life like mm-hmm. you you need border guys but how many of us know border guys as buddies Right. You, you need uh, all these services but you don't know those people like they don't have your lifestyle exactly. whereas if you went to the village like almost every service you're getting in a small enough community you know the yeah, person so you're, 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 yeah. yeah you can conceive each other as a brotherhood so in morality in the sense where that's why i think they call it a jungle it's like i need you for a service and i just need to be polite enough to get it to get that service but how far Am I obligated? Because when we talk about our rights, like when we talk about our human rights, every human right comes with an obligation. So it has to be debated. I, I, as much as we don't like it, we say your human rights are guaranteed. But guaranteed by, by what? Who? It's guaranteed by all of us recognizing it and saying, mm. you know what? So for n- that agreement to stay there, it has to keep, like the conversation has to keep going. I don't think it's, it's final. It's mm-hmm. not like, oh, some guy 2,000 years ago told us that this is the way it is and that's it. Like that guy didn't know about... You know, if if you're doing work on viruses, they, like most things in life are gray. They're not black or white. Like when you pull out, you understand like, okay, we know germ theory. We know how to treat oh, these oh, things. But 
there's also <laughs> there's also this there's also this other stuff yeah. where yeah. you can someone can sit in a lab and like like I think for some there were like two vials of smallpox that still existed yeah. that you know oh, people yeah, are still yeah, holding yeah, on to yeah, and like yeah, why yeah. are you holding on like, to why? study and he's like mm, no that was um I think sure? they exposed that one as being like as having as a defense uh, angle this was in England yeah yeah, yeah they, it had a, there was a defense it. element to it because they said other governments they eventually like you know tried to make so when I think about that I go of course that's what they will say like what would you so you would there's this stalemate it's only like it's like um we're detente all of us are just kind of looking at each other with all right if you do something yeah have something exactly here. and that's what's keeping everything still civil mm-hmm. but then the minute it's, it's like on this side of the world because we don't have much unfortunately i see the way we get on the world stage we're allowed to speak with our voice, we boom ourselves and say, you first world countries, and then they allow the speech to happen. And mm. So, oh yeah, we because feel bad, but the material things never, never, change. ever, ever never change. change. And I think it's because, unlike, like, say, Asia, where, like, like China's whole take is, like, we're going to take it. Like, <laughs> we're going to grab you it. To, you have to assert yourself <laughs> yeah. on the same terms as them. Exactly. You literally have to assert on the same terms. It's really good. Because we're, you know, because <laughs> Asian countries took their like they took their autonomy back on the global stage in less than a century. You know what I mean? Bruh, like, the 1910s, no 20s, they were all colonies. Oh. Now, you know, they come. <laughs> they're you know, lending. They they're had <laughs> resources trying to beg the Chinese for money. Do you know what I mean? Like it, they flipped it. Singapore, all these different places, like have that thing of like, and obviously they have the benefit of there's a what 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 can I say? What can I say? They had their particular like batch of strongmen. Mm. Their goals and aims were different. So Lee Kuan Wei or whatever mm. is very different from like who can I even say Nkrumah? Maybe not. Maybe Nkrumah's a d- oh yeah, he's much more capitalist than Nkrumah. He yeah. values that way more like, yeah. than such guys. So that's why he was not. And even mm. Nam is a great example of like they their like cultural infrastructure is mm. like strong. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. Yeah. But um. These with these Asian countries, they were like, okay, we have to, you know, we have we have a month to catch up to these guys. <laughs> Otherwise, we're gonna be in servitude for the next thousand years. Did you see this? There's this Twitter thread with these guys talking about. It was quite pessimistic, I suppose, and they were talking about Africa rising. And they're saying, ah. <laughs> the thought was, he, this guy said he thinks the best we can get to in the next thirty years is like Latin America. Like you get to like, oh, we become like Jamaica. Like sometimes yeah, you get to that point where you're like you're doing tourism, you're kind of okay, yeah. but there are still issues. And like, his question was like, <laughs> what? And he was also pointing at like India and saying, look at how India has a billion people. They have they've sent things to the moon, but as in no one is going. I would really love to go and live in India, in India. like because there are issues. And so his point was maybe if we look at the facts of how long it's going to take for us to actually get there on the trajectory that we're on maybe then we wake up because right now there's a lot of lip service so like yeah yeah we're doing well we're doing well but are we really getting there and i think you know also like the the amount of of uh their the west's kind of like blossoming and and um and prosperity basically like the amount of good stuff going for them is a result of taking advantage of even this thing of Africa so rising. Africa rising can work because who are you taking advantage of to, 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 <laughs> who's going to like sadly who's going to allow us to rise to, 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 to like, like, like you said that there's lip service and then nothing changes 
Like, I'm sure if you pinned Macron and gave him an interview and said, blah, 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 you would say <laughs> the most progressive shit you've ever in your life. But Haiti, uh, Sierra Leone, Senegal still like pay reparations back to France mm. for like their independence. Mm. You know what mm. I mean? Mm. Like, those, those very, like, <laughs> very real things. You want to know about power? Literally, one country gives money. You know what I mean? Like, Great. literal cash mm-hmm. changes hand. Like, yeah. that's how they sustain this. Like, these things of, um, Man, we need like we need like I don't even know. I hate to say you know what I mean, but we need like a Lee Kwan view, you know what I mean? Like a guy who's just like Like you're gonna be beheaded (laughs) if you don't (laughs) do you know what I mean? If you did let me not say beheading, but you know what I mean, like he'll jail you for he'll be like, Bro, this economy needs to be this, this and this. You're in the way of that. We're, we're in a weird for place us to, if that's the goal if we're, that if yeah. the capitalist like stateship and statehood mm. is the goal then that's how you're gonna have to do it. then you have to assess like okay do we wanna is that you know that you wanna you live with yourselves doing yeah, that the, tape. the thing is just, just, look, just look away for <laughs> just look away for a few hundred <laughs> years just <laughs> and then you guys will have a conscience later yeah, build universities and libraries about we were so messed up when we did that. And they could return now because we, you know, now I think as we're rich, we can now actually. I think that was that was Machiavelli's point. Mm. It's just like look at a certain level, like a prince, he's writing it to guys who are like you can't use the morality of everyday okay. people. No, at a point and where you're like, you make a decision stage. that covers thousands of people, of and people die here, and, and you're like, what? How do you measure the lives of these ten thousand people versus that's others? So it's like you can't use those same metrics, and that's probably now when you think about it, like Machiavelli is an evil person. But at the end of that book, what he was trying to say is like, this is not a. I'm not trying to tell you. This is the way it should be. I'm just describing what yeah, is the case. I think it was, I mean, I think it was like I, I take the thing of like it's a it's like a satire, you know. It's like this is how these pricks behave. Basically. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, and it, you know, because and he had to be like even slick with it. He had to be like, this is how the, it's like. If you wrote a book, if you wrote a book in Uganda. Uh-huh. Like now where it's like, you know, you, know, you, <laughs> you see when you you're starting to become slick, you have to be slick even to talk about it. You know, you have to but if you know literally you have to figure have, out the title of the book would be something like would be something like you, you like it would be something like like how to be a politician. Like you the subtitle is like <laughs> Ugandan ministers have it hard, you don't even understand. Do you know what I mean? You have to you know what I mean? You have to flip portray yeah. it in a way where they don't immediately get enraged at looking exactly. at it. But then you do have to do a send up. Like it's a proper send up of like like bruh. The prince of here would be ten thousand pages. Slavoj Slavoj talked about that when he was a youth. He there were some elections organized, and when they wanted to protest it, they just went and said, "We agree with the results," and they got arrested. Wow. So when they got arrested, they were telling That's the police. So but we're saying oh, that we're saying it was. So we're saying it was. It was no more. And so these guys couldn't charge them because. Like what yeah, are they charging them again? But they knew these guys were like saying some stuff, you know, tongue in cheek. Something subversive about it. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a crazy one. You'll ask, your, you'll ask the roommates though. They'll, they'll yeah, yeah the roommates can give us more knowledge. You guys give us your thoughts. <laughs> roommates, I'm going to... I want you to judge my uh, Zizek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seeing you. Please. Yeah. You know. <laughs> when, you're, when you look at this, uh, <laughs> you have... Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> this <laughs> is about ideology. <laughs> it's all ideology. <laughs> Everything <laughs> becomes ideology. <laughs> <laughs> the guy oh, is... Yo, man, he's, he's a very funny man. Mm. 
I want to ask because, um, you know, I want to say first shout out to Shaq because he, he's the one who kind of connected us. Mm. And the way he, Shaq is such an interesting guy. He was because, yo, you should have this guy on your, on your pod. And it was a, a banner and you were, to, I think you were talking about mental health. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you mentioned anxiety a, a second ago. I want to hear, like, what's your, you know, like, give us some of your thoughts on mental health. And like, for example, what were you talking about in that? Uh, yeah, so I was uh, speaking about particularly men and mental health. health. I, I think that... Are you a meninist? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know. I, don't feel, like, I don't even feel like the boy child has been ignored. We're <laughs> over-focusing on the girl child. <laughs> those, those, those conversations are like loaded. But to me, the weird yeah. thing is I knew it was going to be mostly uh, women that were tuning in. And usually, yeah. And mm-hmm. that's what happened. So what I was trying to explain was just, I think that it's very easy for us to, you can take the worst qualities of guys and make that the de facto default thing that guys have. And it, because also ourselves, we're not quite, we don't have a lot of pity for each other. It's like, you have, you have to be a strong yeah. man, like man, tough enough. No. So it's, it's not something that you're even expecting. But really what I was discussing is I think for guys, the the advent of technology, the advent of all these modern things, the stuff which a guy would usually have to do. You, uh, the other day I called a plumber to come and fix my stuff. And I was just standing there looking like, there's another man in my house fixing <laughs> like my issues. Your stuff. Like yeah, you know, and, okay. I, yeah. Like, and it's, okay, it's like kind of okay, but I can go, no, I, I make money at work, I do my own thing. But increasingly, the things, those rights of passages, those things that you could claim on and say I'm a guy because I do this stuff. And I change my Those tire. things don't, <laughs> yeah, they don't, they don't exist anymore. Now, it doesn't make much, it's not a big problem for guys who are doing okay, guys who have right. like are earning stuff, but there's still this, especially if you're an unemployed man or you're yeah, like a border guy, you've come from rural Uganda and you mm-hmm. come into Kampala. You've There's a reason everyone gets annoyed when they start saying arrogance. I've always noticed that. They're like, those guys are arrogant. Like, I'm like, why is arrogance such a, a trigger for most people? It's because that sense of identity is not enough for you to, you know, most people tell you like, as long as you know who you are inside. Mm. Nah, that's not enough. It's nice, the yeah. one, you want the world <laughs> to recognize you and look at you and say, this guy is dangerous or this guy is powerful. Oh, yeah. And that a lot of men are not getting. And right, there's a lot of comparison that's going on. So, you just like if you can't be respected, you'd rather be feared hated, or you'd yeah. rather be hated. You would just you want to be significant. The worst thing I don't know if you've ever been in traffic and you know someone's trying to sell you something. I now have to try and make a concerted effort to look them in the eye. I because see. when I there are times when you know I, I don't like it, but the, there are times we're like nah, mm. and I look back at the guy. But there's that one second that remains where the guys just look at me like I wish I could just you know yeah. like I'm a person I'm a human being and you're just treating me like a bother and I think that that's part of the issue that a lot of guys particularly are feeling like they're a bother like you're that's why I think they, they, they make jokes about incels and you know all those guys going their own way but those are legitimate gripes of guys who are saying I don't see myself fitting in in this society. In society and men are a little more likely to be disagreeable so there are guys who will just be like fuck you i'm leaving like they'll opt out of life they won't like quietly go in there and i think that's increasing like they're more <laughs> especially for young guys that's yeah, increasing and i'm not quite sure what story what narrative we have to give 
so that someone makes sense of his own life. Because all of us are living, well, whether we know it or not, we are living some kind of movie. There's some version that I think exactly. I'm doing this, I'm going yeah. to get there. When I reach 40, this is what's going to happen. Like it makes sense for everything. But if you don't have a narrative, I mean, someone else will give it to you. Like that, that, I mean, that way guys were, were leaving the UK and were not to join ISIS. And mm-hmm. like it's middle class guys who were like, they were drinking, they were enjoying Literally. the things that the Western world yeah. has to offer. But they were not fitting in. There's like no identity. Yeah, no identity. Fitting in the society. Yeah. So I think that's the issue. There's like an identity change that's going on, and so there's the definitely a male, a mask, like a crisis of masculinity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there was a. I just feel like, or I guess there was. We're coming into a period, or we're in the period of like one of the one of the things people I don't think people ever thought would be like up for debate is masculinity and how it can be expressed <laughs> after you know what I mean mm-hmm. I really find that this era for centuries, yo, for centuries <laughs> I really think people are just not prepared yeah. even to entertain that you could do you know what I mean that like what are you talking about debate. really guys <laughs> like that's like telling me that grass is now red mm, you know, like, what, exactly. I didn't know that we could talk and make it change type. yeah so I feel like there's a thing of like there's a gap you have like i really i I really um think about the incel thing a lot because i definitely see the point in my life where i like diverged away from potentially Mm. definitely going into that space because you get but the thing is what i what i really like what i'm i was lucky enough to like learn after i'd been out of that period is like there is an element of like of like membership in this group you know the male group mm. like i mean it's not it's not a big shock or anything there's like that entitlement that you feel where it's like it's like that you've said it there should be something significant but even just like i that thing of like i think people realize when they interrogate their life and there's no narrative uh. they go i used to be able to fall back on masculinity you know what i mean i used to be able to fall back on camaraderie on some kind of grouping and now i can see that you know now it's, the debate is out there so now there's nowhere for me to hide beyond like beyond this thing of people saying get a personality become interested in this thing <laughs> anyway that guy is the young man it's tough it's tough and i think it's also the, that now. Mm, the problem is also with like when you talk about toxic masculinity which is trying to address a certain issue when that becomes like uh, a very powerful voice it's the same thing as being saved. Now, this is the thing that I, when I was no longer, when I left uh, the church, I realized how much that pow- that narrative was powerful. Where I felt I was being persecuted, and I felt like it's the world against me. That gives you, you know, when you're the one who's like God has given you a mission, <laughs> like yeah, it gives you, like your everything you do is important. Everything you do is significant. So when you, oh, society is now trying to crush me, they're trying exactly. to push me again. Like it, that's the narrative that's seductive because. You'd rather be someone who's being targeted. I think that's why everyone talks about having haters. Like you, you want to have some haters yeah. because you don't mind. You'd rather not. Like imagine no one cares yeah, about yeah. you at all. Like you, would you thing. even know that you exist? You're just yeah, invisible. That's but that's the thing that guys miss in that is that a big part of that old school masculinity was people not giving a fuck about you as a guy. Like part of it is like yeah, you it's romanticized. In, but in that world. 
the, you go, bro, just go back any period of time and ask a random man on the roadside, does anyone give a fuck about you? He will say no, he even if no. you don't. Dude, like, this, yeah, by then, you were bowing like, before kings and warriors, yes. bro, and you I know, being like us as like us just being the general populace of the world, most people who are like peasants or just like randomly out in the wilderness like people are just killing us at random <laughs> do you know what i mean like bears and shit are eating us <laughs> yeah. like yeah dude, no, i think we all no think we would have be been had. we would have been the guys at the top like yeah i'd have been the warrior i'd have been that like and nah like, man you, bro, you'd have been in the farm i just find that i find that cognitive dissonance of like I want to be in the group of men, but I want people to care about my feelings and what I do. It's and like, you know, bro, it's also like you have to be careful. Be. You want to be really careful that you're not saying, oh, I'm not allowed to act like a man anymore. And, you know, uh. like, woe is me. I don't get to to go and be toxic to women. They're taking away my. It doesn't compute. Like, People are scared. There's a like. People have a warped idea. It's a thing of like because we don't have contact with that type of man anymore. A lot of us, we don't, or we, or the contact with them is romanticized. Because it's our dads and grandparents, and we we're investing. People who are caring for us, actually. (laughs) Or or even in the situation if they're not, you know what I mean. You're now that's investing Mm. how you see how you perceive Mm. masculinity. So you, your dad, you know. like does something that makes you feel like oh he just does whatever he wants you know he d- so you go oh, I want I want that I want to be exactly. in the group of doing whatever I want when you're like nah those and also people do whatever they want where they can get away with it that's another thing this is the thing people don't yeah. do it. you're seeing yeah. the males in your life doing whatever yeah. they want when you the kid is around you hear what I'm saying <laughs> like every time I see this nigga doing whatever he wants. Yeah, because he's at home and you're you're fucking four. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's seeing him at work when they're like, John, where's where's the where's the report? Oh. <laughs> when he's at, at the bottom of the of the thing. So I just yeah. So the insult debate, I find it, I identify it, but I'm just like, you need to, you need to, I need to like shake every individual insult and be like, my nigga, you're fine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yo, you're really fine. Just like no one really knows. Yeah. Bro, like, no one, no one knows. Like. As soon as you seem a bit self-assured, like people chill around you, life will open up, like boom. Yeah, yeah. But it's just a very interesting group. No, but you mentioned the thing that I wanted to. It's so easy for guys to slip. Like it's not much. You can just watch like one, two videos on YouTube. Then all the recommendations are like, hey, why am I only getting these kinds of things? Like start saying alpha male, how to be (laughs) it. <laughs> to be dominant, like, uh, it, bro. But the reason don't be. Then you start watching it and you go, what? You don't. And I know when I watch the videos, I get so angry because I know the guy in the video doesn't do this shit. Exactly. The guy in the video, some of them he's are just selling you stuff. Yeah, yeah like, you know, I know. You, I know you're playing with. Yeah. You're just messing with thirteen-year-olds, you know. <laughs> and it's bad because they're gonna do wild shit when they're nineteen. Yeah. So that. Basically, to the mental health thing, I think that's the risk. It's like guys thinking they are so powerless. Mm. It's like failing to appreciate the things that you can do, the things that you can appreciate, and that everyone is going through some shit. Yeah. Everyone has this. I think probably if I was much younger and I was like on Instagram, I think it would do something to me. It would mess me up because I'm just seeing everyone is having such a good time. 
I would then try to make myself seem like I'm having a good time. a good time. But I'm watching myself not have that good time. So there's that dissonance between I'm presenting this, but I'm not really living it. Exactly. Until I just have to not think about it. So you just put yourself on an IV drip of like oh, Netflix oh, and, exactly. and booze. And, and like you, you just keep yourself distracted so you don't think about it. And it, that's, that's the, it's the, we were talking about it, we were saying earlier, there's a lot of people who wouldn't even want to be happy if they if other people couldn't see them being happy, Do you I know agree, what I mean? or I successful, agree. I agree. or and and it's so like it's you just I feel like for me I always it always comes to me it's always most evident in situations where like when I'm really having a good time my phone isn't out mm. you don't remember I cannot I barely remember your best like, nights out your best <laughs> night out your favorite <laughs> your show when you go to your, you know like maybe you remember okay you probably take like. You know, if Kendrick Lamar shows up, I'll probably take a video. I'm not gonna be on my phone. But the, the truth is, that's the thing. Hours. That's the thing. I can't, I can't understand like people who are doing the phone concert thing through the, the whole, whole show. Because if I've paid a ticket <laughs> and I'm here to see this man or woman or whatever, you you know what I mean? Like I'm getting like two videos max. Beginning like, yeah, and end. At the end. When they're the closest uh-huh. to me is when I'll get the video. Or they'll say like, 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 like stuff. I'm on the lyrics. I'm on the lyrics with this man. We're performing together. As We're twins. doing this way, isn't it? We're doing this. It's a duet. What are you talking about? Yeah, I guess it's the thing like you. We are all now content creators. So there's mm-hmm. your feed. You have to curate it. Like if you've not put up a thing and then you put out a tweet and it wasn't a banger, even if you don't say it to yourself, you kind of go, that wasn't I straight it. up did it. So I'm so deep in this. Like, <laughs> I give it a minute, I check the questions off. And then like, nah. Right? Because I'm like, I'm doing, it to, I'm doing it to make somebody laugh, you know what I mean? So if it doesn't thingy, you know, that can be, yeah. that can be a test. Well, someone will see them and be like, where you wrote, you wrote this. You mean, that's what you want. You thought you had said something. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you know, the funny, the, the flip to that is, there's someone came, there's a time I was, it, it must be like a year ago, I was doing a little bit of teasing and someone came and was like, oh, you know, you're, you're kind of funny now, what happened, is it moving to Uganda? And then I'm like, yo, like... I thought this is how I I would be so happy. Like I thought I would be really happy when someone came up to me and was like, "Yo, your Twitter is funny." But they've done it, and now I'm like, "Oh, here's the pressure." And you don't know. Yeah, I have to get get funny. funny. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see if you can do it again. (laughs) Tune in next time on Dragon Ball Z. We'll have some new stuff for you guys. I think now it's 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 a funny thing, but I used to hear actors saying that all the time. Like they were always judged by their last performance. Yeah. I think it's like it must be weird that you constantly have to keep feeding the machine. And I remember Jim Carrey was talking about that when he was doing his, uh, I think it was a Golden Globe speech, and he was like, I'm two-time Golden Globe Golden winner. Globe. But like, I think when I win the third one, that will be enough. Then yeah. I can, then I can feel like a person, like a human being. Yeah. And I think all of us, are just to some extent, we're chasing something. something. But I don't know if, um, it's like that whole idea of the death drive, it's like you don't desire the thing, you desire desire. And when it gets too much, you just want it to go away, then it will come back up. Oh, so yeah. it's just, you have to find something which is healthy enough that your pursuit of it doesn't, doesn't consume you too much. Right? But or here it's... the pursuit of things yeah. eventually, do you know what I mean? Like, is there anything like that? Is there something like that? Eventually, the pursuit yeah. of it will not corrupt you at all? No. Maybe not corrupt you. Or I mean, corrupt you is that you cannot... But like, for example, working out. I think like, working out will always be... You know, unless now you've reached, you've crossed into trend. Now this you're, 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 you know what I mean? Are you you're talking about working out or being physically healthy? Do you hear what I'm saying? 
because I think you no. can get like addicted to working yes. out to just yeah. the basics of because, lifting weights and the, like, uh, and then that can now take you down. Probably you're just not as healthy. As you know, you've passed optimal. You're now like in a weird exactly. space. Now this is that's why now being healthy is like the is the good. It's knowing where to stop. Know where to stop. You aware? You said ah, I'm stopping right here next to. Next to the Ryan just wants to get hit. <laughs> it's fine. Ryan is bullshit. He just has a picture up. He has a guy who's thinking of Ronnie Cobra. No, but I mean that's just the one that's coming. He's just saying, don't be surprised if I come out. I'm I'm informing you. I'm informing you guys. Don't say anything about me. Just a hit Thanks for the warning. You know. Listen, don't break us in this small room. This small studio. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I guess that's a. You got. You have to have the lines. You agree that you. You know, it can't like. No, a, working out can definitely become unhealthy. Mm-hmm. This is, but this is like that's the first thing I can think so of. Why? So it takes I, a lot I, I to my question. Mm. Is it more that you need to like? Is it more so, Joel, that yeah. is that you have to. Uh, find a healthy pursuit or is it that in a life that's going to have pursuit of this 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 and this mm-hmm. just to go for healthy mindset you know what i mean like go for oh go for you because also healthy you know it's, it's these things are all very subjective i was just about to say what is what's healthy like would all three of us would say we're healthy but are we at the I same level right like uh, relative to who yeah. but to, to my the way I think about it is you not everything to excess. Like there's a pendulum that can be swung. And I think you notice when the pendulum is not swinging back the other way. Mm. When mm. like you're wrapped up in a thing too much, even if it's good, uh, what's the saying? Like the, the people who do the the people who do the worst evils, right? Are not the people Best who think they are the yeah, they don't yeah, think they don't think that they are evil. You can't convince them that they're evil. In fact, they are the only ones willing to do what needs to, what be, needs to be done, done right? Uh-oh. And you can be that's the ideology thing. Ideology that's the stuff that grabs you and keeps you moving, right? So the only thing is I think that's why social life was very important. That's why like guys when you'd have a wedding ring, it was supposed to be a public thing. Mm-hmm. The idea was that other people counterbalance you, like your community is supposed to be there to say, hey, you're going too far, because if you're alone and you're the king of your own castle, no you're just going to keep going in a certain yeah. direction. So yeah. they are, you have to have your boys, you have to have someone who can be like, hey, man, you're too needy. And you have to do that for them, because without that, you'll think that you're in a healthy, like getting money is not a bad thing. Like you can get money at all costs. Like eventually, it starts to become the god above all other mm-hmm. things that you want to pursue. So, yeah. and then you know, eventually you die. That's the relief. And then, yeah, that's <laughs> the good then, news. Eventually, yeah, it's like good oh, news. Oh, I'm done. Then you yeah, get reincarnated. It's scary when you think about it. Exactly. Like, like eh, man, I'll finally be your yeah. bank breaks. And, and then your point at which get to chill the the. I mean, I love the, the, it's also interesting, the, the philosophical talk is amazing. I think what my next question, my next major question would mm. be, when will the people get a new post on musings of a timid observer? Because the, 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 the blog is there, well, people are ready. But the post is not you know, So if they, you know, if, they, uh, if they wanted to get more philosophical stuff, if they hadn't, they can go on. Um, what's the... What's the site? I know it's on Blogspot, but I don't remember the actual 
Well, it's musings of a timid observer. That's the uh, that's the blog of the, of the blog. Of the blog, and then uh, uh, Joel Anthony twenty three. I'm going to be uh, on Twitter. I'm going to be dropping uh, a few, a few things. things. I'm starting a YouTube channel. Nice. Just because. So I'm going to start. Well, it's not going to be as great as your podcast, but it's going to try hey, and listen. Uh, analyze a few. This symbiosis. <laughs> analyze a few mm. ideas. Um, is it going to be a video podcast? I'm toying with the idea of mm. uh, it being a video podcast. Do it, um, do we're doing like visuals and trying to and figure then, out how I can splice some things. And so I'm asking a friend of mine who's a pretty good editor to try and help me out because to me, I just I can I can talk, but mm. like. Pulling together all that stuff. Listen, that's, that's, listen we that's have nice. a studio. <laughs> all right. Podcasts, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to take you up on this. Please. Offer. And anyone else who feels means. like trying to get involved in uh, recording, whatever, get in touch. There might be a little space <laughs> at the upper room. Do you know what I mean? The upper room. The upper room. Um, okay. We've, we've danced all over it. We need to get in some basketball. Okay. We do, we do, we do. What team do what you team support? He <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> said he was in the States too. He was telling me he went to the States. So oh, shit. Where were you in the States? I was in Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah, but the yeah, Pelicans so the were team not. Is is, uh, Pels. The Pelicans were not, were, not, <laughs> were not my team. Well, I suppose the, the team I, I, I have a soft spot for is Boston. Oh, uh, terrible! Mm. I, it's I like fine. I mean, <coughs> you're doing really bad. It's, it's, it's terrible. It's I saw Marcus right? Smart's uh, comments yeah, around, yeah, like, yeah, "Hey, these guys are not doing stuff." I was like, "Why, man?" He was like, "They're not passing the ball," and you know, like, if we go to you, everyone knows we're going to you. So if you don't pass the ball, nothing's gonna happen. The defense is set for you, and that's the end of the game. Marcus Smart, and it's like, bro, I've seen you take a bunch of wild <laughs> air ball threes this season. You're not just playing games. Those kids are, bro. I saw, I saw, like, was it the what? Was it the Rockets they played the other day? Mm. Either the Rockets or the Spurs they played the other day. A young team, mm. and oh. I was like, this is not the Celtics of last season. Yeah, literally, yeah. this is not the Celtics of last and season. And Chicago like ran them off the floor. It like, might have been them. They, it have been them. They, they yeah, Chicago. I was like, this, this is not, I can't believe that DeRozan of last year and the Jason Tatum of last year, this is how they interact like this. <laughs> what? So, but you see, this is what I like, I, when, Although when, has been quite good for the last couple of years. Yeah. yeah. Like he got he like a bit of a resurgence. I just feel like if you go to San Antonio and you just do what Pop says, you, you'll be fine. You know, but if you're the kind of player who'll be like, too individualistic, too cool. Nah, I don't want to do this. You're, you're going to struggle. But I feel like the, the, I started appreciating Braun, after he came back to Cleveland, like so before when he had first joined like Miami, I was like, oh man, this is some unfair stuff. Like, yeah. look at this guy, yeah. they're, they're bombing us. But now when I look back, I'm like, yo, this guy was doing some incredible <laughs> things. Incredible. But the thing is, whenever he's on a team, he's the system, mm-hmm. and things run through him. Mm-hmm. Right? So I wonder, like now with this whole new basketball, the, the way things are being done, I can see the Golden State sort of formula. Like yeah. Houston tried it a little bit and say, okay, we're going to run and gun. It really didn't work. Like you need a certain type of player to make that kind of stuff work. So I think yeah. with Boston, Jason Tatum was like anointed or top ten player. But if you really think about, it, is he really yet a top yeah, ten top player? Top like 10 he has, no, he's no, got no, talent, no, but he's no, not he really like. Lists. He gets high in these lists, and I don't. I, I don't might agree. give him. He's probably top twenty. He's, he's not. Top I honestly, 10. and I've been saying this to Brian, and Brian is like, you're not case. You're this. You're that. I prefer Jalen Brown by a mile. 
I prefer Jalen Brown. Tell me, yeah, Jaylen express yourself. Brown, Jalen Brown is a fucking dog, bro. Jalen Brown is. produces. Jalen Brown like is the anchor of that team, low key. Jason Tatum is like. Man, he's the it's star because he, he reminds me of Chris Brown. You know, and he changed <laughs> <laughs> when he had like the wavy. <laughs> you know, and he changed his head to Chris Brown. Yeah, I was like, ah, here we go. Lifestyle, lifestyle is taking him badly. This guy's he's on being sexy. Oh, man, I just see, bro. First of all, Jalen, I thought Jalen was the distracted one because of his Harvard and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, tech yeah. stuff. I thought he was the distracted one. But as the years have gone on, it's been, seen that he's the one who's locked in. Yeah, and Tatum is the one who's like, you know, not as reliable. But I wonder, like, like these guys are making, this the Ben Simmons mm, discussion, classic. right? Like, guys are getting famous younger and younger. And Before they've developed. Like, imagine someone, you're making, tw- like, think $200 million. Right. Like the sum guarantee. <laughs> so you have to have this weird. You have to be like Mike. Like Mike was insane. Like every time I watched the last dance, I went like, I think I would want to hang out, but I wouldn't want to hang out with him. No, like, being wait, part of this, this is like, actually like, the perfect distance. I just be like, na 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 na. I'll ha- <laughs> we'll have to fight. Yeah. yeah. Like you look at all these teammates. They're like. We'll, up to now, Scotty Pippen, Pippen is coming out and saying, Yo, the last dance was crazy. This guy is an asshole. What is going on? He released him because he's broke. The only guy has left is Charles Barkley. Yeah. Even Charles Barkley. Who doesn't really talk about him? He stopped talking about him for a couple of years. So I wonder, there's that, unless you have that crazy drive, I mean, your family set, you've like you're, you've made it to a league where only like 400 people make it. Like, you give what you want to win the title, but that's, I think, why guys like Dame, people are still like, oh, Dame is really great. Because I feel like guys are starting to notice that it's becoming a business transaction now, and, like, you've made it to make it to the league. And, like, that whole thing of Jason Tatum was anointed from that series in 2018 when they were going back and forth with Cleveland, and, you know, he was like, you know, yeah, and then there's like, uh everyone's dying for the new guy, like, I even feel bad about, like, Zion right now, he's in that precarious place, Uh, like, when Zion was first coming out of college, guys were like, yeah, like, exactly, I think he gave guys a lot of confidence, and guys were like, okay, he's going to be great, but then, now he's in that, you know, like you're given three, four years until guys start saying, hey, we're tired of excuses. Exactly. The same way Luca is now. Like mm. Luca is dropping points and whatnot, but guys are like, but he's not. He's not taking anyone to the second round, as you say. Trey Young is looking more Like Trey came out of nowhere. <laughs> like everyone was like, yeah. that trade, of course, Dallas yeah. won. But now guys are looking at Trey and going, oh, team. But you know, you see, someone like, someone like Luca is in the position Giannis was in like two, three years ago, where you're ascending, people are like, you know, you're going to be good for the next five, six years, but you're not winning right now. You have to and get then, that monkey off your back. You know, now it's like, oh, uh, is he that good? Even me, myself, I was talking a little bit of shit about Luca yesterday. I was saying, is he go? Is he? I, it's not really like I'm hating on him, but I'm saying in terms of growth, how much better can Luca get? The guy like what was he? Was averaging thirty-five in the playoffs? In his, I, I in his first or second to ask season. A question like that. What do you guys think? Like, I, I think it actually goes without saying. There's something he needs to add to his game. Yeah, but what so is that? What is it? Do you think it's competitiveness, or do you think it's like not even competitiveness, but like, like I want to say like disdain. You know what I mean? Like the desire to like kill, to like fuck you up. 
not just to be competitive, but the desire the same to be thing. Like, I want to yeah. like strangle yeah. you. Yeah, the Jordan guy. The same thing they say about Tracy McGrady. Because yeah. I remember when Tracy, there was it was him and Kobe. Him and Kobe yeah. and AI, like Jim those Tracy guys were that era. Imagine he wasn't in the 75. Yeah, and, and, and the problem is, a lot of guys when they were speaking about him were going, Yeah, he's great. Like, I had no, Isaiah Thomas talk about him, like, but he didn't have that. Like, when you sat across from Isaiah, even when he's smiling, you're like, This guy wants to. He's a mad person. Even when he talks, all those guys, like, even Shaq, I think Shaq makes jokes and stuff, but like, you say, I'm Superman around him, you'd be like, Well, as in, what are you saying? See when his temper changes or not. Google me. It's like I'm angry. <laughs> even even Charles, Charles Charles is like an old uncle no, type guy. Remember that he threw that guy through a window. Yeah. He fucking people up. Drink when people when players start to slow Charles Barkley down. Age is just what slows. So I feel like there's that the way the league was. There was this the guys who are respected. The guys who are like you can tell legendary stories about. Like now I wonder. The reason I think Trey Young got that hype is because he said to New York, hey, if you, I'm going to be the yeah, villain. Exactly. And I think even New Yorkers like to hate him. Like, they don't really hate him, but they're like, they we like have someone to someone go after. To, yeah, someone who can match the energy of, like, the crowd. Yeah. Exactly. I just think that the personalities are not as big as they once were, even though that's literally what I, why I got into basketball. It's, like, mm. it's, a, it's a personality It's more than just, like, fight. You know what I mean? Culture like clash. Yeah. who I am versus who you are, like... I'm gonna dominate this is just the means. You know, like it's the instrument I'm using to like explain <laughs> that I'm gonna fucking demolish you. It's and I so like good. the basketball like in the playoffs. The guy will beat you four times. You know it's not like exactly exactly like it's one game you're like, alright, you know what? Like, no, never <laughs> come back, I'm beating you and I'm beating you. Don't, don't ever just those forces can really. But I'm like, this is this is my question to you. Like who would you say are the top five players right now? Right now. Ooh. And I want but to know the order. You start from five. <laughs> the order. Is it the yeah. order. Like if you are starting a franchise. Okay. Okay. You are saying, so positions I'm as well. So, pick, so you mean a starting five? Starting five. Not the no, best five. five. No, no, I want to know the best five. So like, best these guys, if I was these to are say, the, these are the best five people in basketball. These are the guys who are performing basketball at the highest. highest I'm asking for a reason. I want to see who you're going to put at number one. Um, uh, shit, boy. Right this very second. Right now, like today morning, I would put Steph Curry number one. I would put Steph Curry number one because LeBron is like building his momentum in the season. Okay. He hurt his hand the other day or something like that. No, but you know what I mean, like a spray. Not a tiny spray. Hi, Uncle. It was a finger, but he, you know, it was so dramatic. He like left the scene. He pulled the ball pierce. I called it the ball pierce. <laughs> there you come back. Apparently, he did that because he should. Yeah, he did. He said it. Yeah, he did. He <laughs> I was like, yo, well played. Very clever. Because I would have done it too. I can't be like, ref, ref. Yeah, great thing. Walking is so hilarious. Um, I'll go top is Yanis. I think Steph Curry right now. I think Steph, then. Yanis, then. Then LeBron, just because he needs a couple of months. Then. Steph, Yanis, Bron. Steph, Yanis, Bron. I think LeBron is the best of all time and he'll be the best like until he dies. I think. Okay, like that. Then um then four. Uh four, I would say. This other fool is not getting injected. <laughs> but I would have said <laughs> Uncle, uncle Drew, huh? Man, he's being a real uncle about <laughs> 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 
but this is goes back to that thing about uh, you've made it to the league. You know, like you can threaten me all you want, but I've made all this money. I can sit out a season. But he's, he's, ben Simmons, he's like he's making Kobe, Kobe would like set him on fire. You know, like Kobe would, you know what I mean? Right now, absolute living daylights out of him. And this, this is the thing about losing touch with like manliness and like you know what I mean, like bro, like. Like the idea, do you know what I mean? The idea of that, and then doing that, and then sitting back and being like, "Sorry, every episode about on this show is about anti-vax." Mm. But the idea of being like, and then I'm not going to do any scientific research. Do you know what I mean? I don't get a, I don't need to explain myself. Go get a virology degree right now. Like publish your papers. We have a listen. How many times have I said this? Publish your contradictory things. Because first of all, I have him on my fantasy team. Okay. <laughs> oh, now I see the root of it. He's on my bench. He's in the utility players. They're gathering dust. Okay. But a he's de- he's doing that thing which Kobe would never do, which is depriving someone of coming to a Nets game and seeing him play. Yeah, that's literally the that's the philo- I think Kobe's the only person who has that. Like Michael Jordan doesn't care. He wants he comes to win. Kobe's like yo, everyone. Any game could be someone's first ever game they're watching and the only game they could ever afford to watch in their life. So when you now, you're, you know, you're reasoning fine, but that thing that, bro, you have to like cut off a foot of Kobe's for him to not pull up to the thing. And that, that that's... R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. man. He's honestly, he was a very, very phenomenal crazy that he's gone, actually. So crazy. I, it's, anyways... Let's not get started. So, uh-huh. Kyrie, who's the fifth? Yeah, who's the one? No, I would, I would, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, was, I would say KD. Let me not, let me KD, not, yeah, let me not KD there. I was, I was about to say, he's going to get, he's going to get you. You know he's everywhere. He'd be in your Twitter mentions like, yo, on your podcast. Are you serious? What? What? At Elbow Room, these niggas are, look at that, these guys. Bro, first of all, who even plays with you guys? Bro, they gotta have details about who we like. All right, what's your, they gotta have details. That was, that was five? That was four. I've taken out Kyrie. My fifth is my fifth is Dejounte Murray. Wait, Let's wait, go. wait! What are we doing? What is this? Dejounte Murray. Dejounte Murray. Are we talking about the top best? Oh yeah, the fifth best basketball player on the planet. Have you seen that boy in the last two weeks? Have you seen that boy play? Have you seen? I saw Dejounte. We beat the box. We didn't fuck them up. We beat them by like seven points. But it was it was probably like on the box here. Yeah, what's up? Are they downstairs? Like so did you playing a little did you have um did you need to get a call? Yeah, I just need to jump on this call. Okay. Uh I don't know if we have enough. Do you top five? Do you top five? Right now I have to give it to Yanis as number one. Just because yeah, 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 yeah. I've just been watching Steph yeah. the past couple of games and he's fucking phenomenal. And now um no one scares me more than with the ball in his hands, like KD last shot. Bruh. You he, can't and he and thrives he off of negativity yeah. and off of chaos. He's just like, oh, yes, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll give you my best. So I would slightly give him the edge, but I think Braun does more. Like when he's on the court, and I think to him, he doesn't have to be spectacular, but you can feel that, okay, the pace of the game is changing. Mm -hmm. He's like the complete opposite of Russ. 
Rusty giving the ball like I'm going. One, we are like going. We are yeah, going. He has no going. control over like, this. <laughs> you can really see. I think that's why KD left. Like he just went like. Actually, when I wonder in his most honest moments, if KD doesn't sit down and go like I left, Steph. For Kyrie, oh, Kyrie and James, <laughs> it's like, mm, it's like it's a big yeah. and clean. He was looking for something. I think he I wanted to be recognized as him. Always a, was always a pit stop. I don't think he was ever gonna yeah. stay on. Plus, it's Steph's team. Like everything yeah, happened to be like exactly. Steph. He Steve. wanted to go where he's the guy. So I'll go. Yanis, uh, KD, LeBron, Steph, and then if he comes back, Kawhi. Kawhi, because that guy. Determinator. Determinator. Um, yes. Should we pause and you jump on your call? Yeah, let me just, yeah. just do it. Oh, yeah, I remember. I saw the thing and he, he almost. Oof. Hey. Did I? You said it was Yanis, KD, Ron, Steph. Steph. And Kawhi. But just because what I saw Steph do last year, like, I think it's because I forgot what he was doing in 2016. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We're listening to us. Nicely. I was like, wait, why, why can I hear this? Um, now, nah, so we've got your top five, so it's Brian's. I top five. hasn't been thinking about it. Been, you know, we went into. Yeah. It was Yanis. <laughs> you didn't think about it. <laughs> it was Yanis. I'm going to go Yanis. Mm-hmm. LeBron. I'm not ready to give KD above LeBron just yet. Just yet. But this That's might right. be the season. KD. Steph. And even Steph, I don't like, you know, I don't like the specialists who can do one thing so well that, like, you know, what's the one thing that Steph of, can do? The, the shooting has made him I want to continue. I have to, you know, I have to stop you right there. Uh-huh. That boy is that an boy amazing off ball defender. He has handles. He's you tell me about, you tell me, if I'm someone you about if introduced Curry. me about to Steph Curry, you tell me about <laughs> off ball. He's not a specialist. I'm not saying he's not a specialist. Uh, I'm not a specialist. Uh, uh, me, what I'm saying is, if you observe his game, right, you right, see right, that he's the 360 point guard. That's number. That's what he is. No. He has passing. Nah. He has passing. He has pace. He he's has a, vision. I think he's a great offensive just, point guard. He's just missing size. That's the problem. He's just yeah. missing a bit now, of strength. You see, like just someone like I would say, strength. Drew Holiday is a more all round. He's the all rounded point guard. Um, I just think that I think that Drew you know Holiday I mean? is less all rounded than Steph. Steph does the best. He does the best at the most important thing in basketball, which is scoring. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean. Steph. Steph can defend. He's not a bad defender, yeah, but he's not a stopper. He's not a stopper. He'll, like, can't like, help defense. He'll, pass, uh-huh. he'll disrupt things, move you that way. But, like, Clay, like, Clay is standing up in front of you. Clay, like, you're not going anywhere. Maybe that's the issue. Yeah. This is why I think. But this is why I put Kawhi, like, I rate him a lot because when he's on, I don't know if there's this game. This probably one of the best games ever. The game that Kyrie scored, I think, 50 something on the Spurs. It was, I think, 2016. It was the, the Cavs against and, the Spurs. So it was Kawhi, Tony Parker was still in his around, And they were going, and that was the first time I saw someone go at LeBron. And LeBron was like, wait, like this guy is just as strong as I am. 
and he's also coming on the other side and he's younger and I, he had to like be more creative and in that game the Spurs played beautiful basketball just Kyrie was like he was doing some stuff like you just go what like how and he's also different in terms of like you see how like Jack goes at you and tries to hit you like Kyrie will go at you until but the last second he'll like do a flip yeah, yeah, yeah. he's exactly. trying to finesse his way around it and opening just yeah. creating openings. exactly yeah this is why I wonder like like he's almost opposite to how James Harden plays because James is always looking he's but when he's coming around. he'll he'll be like Nana I want you to bump into me and then I'll make a shot so this rule change I think really it's, it's, it's messed with him because like now man it takes him down on the list it takes <laughs> it him takes down it's the list. Him now. It's, he needs to bounce back but you know you know when you're as good as someone like Harden or even Dame who's also suffering with that thing mm. even Dame because has the matter of time yeah even book these guys especially people like the books the younger people it's gonna they're gonna readjust quickly because they came from college and high school but they were going like crazy and where you know there's that thing of like when you're in school the refs are like, I'm a grown up. I'm not gonna hold that to you. Learn a lesson. You know what I mean? Like they'll just, they'll just sun you. In that yeah. Way. Even in, even in something like as big as college sports. Bro, college football, the, the coach is taking up. Where the coach is taking up. Listen to me. Me ten. Like come on, man. No, but okay. Do you guys think Ben is gonna play? He wants yes, to be, I think he's forcing a trade. He's, he's not gonna play for the Sixers. No, not he's done. He's forcing. But these guys have said you like we can wait we can outlast you because they will they are now in the worst position because now the entire league is watching and going yeah. and, and what they want is like play. give us give us bill and give us another player and he's yeah. like i'm like, not giving like do you think they could give up chris middleton like would milwaukee give up chris middleton for but if you spoke about that like two years ago they'd be like yeah 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 bring him because now yeah, I don't know where is he going to go. I was telling I was telling these guys I think he's the perfect dream one. If he could stop his shenanigans of being a point guard. But he said he can play. He's, he 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 can the only problem is because he's being played as a star player, you expect him to take the shot. Like if he was like doing what Draymond does, you're not expecting Draymond to take to come the shot. But now expect him to run up the wall. Who's who creates the shot taking expectation? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I pull up to Sixers practice, I'm Ben. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, like when I first got drafted. Oh. Now, they've seen me play, this kid can go up the court, he plays point guard, he can pass, he can defend, he can do everything. His shot is terrible or it's bad or wherever mm-hmm. it was. Terrible, at that point. Actually, at that point, it may have been better than it currently yeah. is. Yeah. He was at least taking them, he was at least trying. And there's this thing of like, he's left handed and they changed him to right handed when he was a kid. And if he learns. And no, Kevin right O'Connor, the, yeah, he shoots to the left. Kevin O'Connor is like adamant that he's a basketball journalist. I also talk mm. about him a lot, but he's uh, he's adamant that if he switches, if he took like a if he took like a summer to learn with his dominant hand, you'd get better results. He thinks that some, he thinks that there was a there was a point there's a point in high school where he changed to shooting with his mm. left hand, mm. and his mechanic, you know, his shot looks it just <laughs> looks it's all over the place, mm. but. So my thing is like, what in practice? You see me in practice. I'm Draymond. You know what I mean. I'm Draymond's wildest dreams. Why do you develop me into a guy to take the last shot when I have Joel? I don't think That's, it's development. Is it? It's more like a, like you said. It's a price tag. 
It's just kind of so like it's just that, but star. remember, you draft for free. You know what I mean? And then you decide based on the. Yeah, like, you know, like, 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 what him in college, right? He was slashing. He was mm. like he didn't shoot, but he was making shots. Like he was going to the basket, right? And the argument that was happening was before Joel became what he did. They were like saying. Uh, maybe we should get Joel out of the paint so that he can run. Actually, Joel's run now shooting, shooting, shooting on the outside, right? Exactly. And so his argument was like Joel was saying, like, well, we brought in Jimmy Butler so that you, could, get, so that you could run it and then give it him and, and, and then they got rid of him. Because, like, management at that point, I think, was much higher on Ben because of all the injuries that Joel mm-hmm. had. So I think the system was built like Ben is going to be the star, but then it turned out like, oh, well, this other guy is the star and this guy's shooting is going down. Markel Fultz was also brought in. He had the same issue with the shooting. So, like, it's a coincidence of so many things falling apart. Yeah. And, you know, like, even this playoffs, like, like you said, he was a slasher. So even if you're not shooting, you're putting pressure on the defense. But now, when you're not shooting <laughs> yeah. in the fourth quarter in a playoff game, thing, that thing of the. <laughs> I mean, like, this bro. is the millionth hour of, of audio talking about this. <laughs> we but are giving up that fucking layup, bro. Like, that's. I feel like I watched, witnessed him, like, dying. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like. Because this is, a, this is a performance sport. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a performance sport. If you are not in the mindset to Ooh. perform, you will not, you're not going to do anything. You, get you, can't, you can't rise above where you your can't. mind's at. Exactly. You can't. He has to, this, this, I don't know from where he needs to derive that confidence, but something. Me, I thought the, I thought the Mayajama thing was good. Like, mm. new relationship, mm. you know, you'll get some, some gas, <laughs> some energy. <laughs> I don't think, you know. He wasn't doing, like, you see Yanis. He was mocked throughout the play. Like every time mm-hmm. we go to the line, guys are like, one, two, yeah. three. Like, and then give- <laughs> but he just says, I'm going to keep that, going. That stu- by the middle of the playoffs, they stop doing that shit. Yeah, because they realize, hey, this guy, he's just, he's, he keeps going. So, like, he doesn't care how many times. And that's the same thing Kobe used to be. He was like, I can miss 25 oh, shots, mm-hmm. but I'm going to keep going. And you're and going to have to keep paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Boom. So, Th- that problem, I think now the reception, I think we almost want these guys to not feel the pressure. Like, we clap on them because they're like, yeah, you've got ice in your veins. The question I think that is now in his head is he he hears what guys are saying and it's starting to come through him. And I think we want him to be like Trey, where he's like, say it again. Like, keep saying it so that I. The yeah. shack thing of like, I want to be me to you, so you. Get cast on the air. That weird ass thing he did with Donovan. I'm like, don't trying to sun me. Like, we are strangers. Stop. Don't do any tactics. You know. But then afterwards, you can take credit for it. Like, yeah, you know. I, yeah, yeah, I think it was the top score. Really I was he really got to the other Like, I was trying to. I was just trying to get to the shack. Yeah, they they were going hard on Zion the other day. Man, Man, now the Zion one like, is look so at sad. Okay, I get, so their, sad. I get their argument. Of, the thing is, Bambi, they were, they were in shape in the league. Shaq, he doesn't get to talk. But he, he, he has this thing of like, I saw a thing where they, they said that basically Shaq believes in all the trappings and the like pageantry of being a star at that level. But because of when he came up, the, that like fraternity didn't let him just get it for free. 
he believes, yeah, you can be a childish, like, throw your money around. You got to earn it. You have to. Yeah. You know, he believes in the... Yeah. In, uh, he has a job and then you can do something to do that. Do you miss, you You're know, allowed to be silly if you win. If you that's, win. That's, that's like, if you win. So he's like, I'll gain weight if, I, if, if I'm averaging 28 a, a game. It's like if you think about 2000, like Shaq from 97 to like 2002. I think this is even why when Kobe was like coming up, he must have looked at him and be like, as in, who do you think? I just, I just won everything as MVP. Yeah, I was MVP. I was he had unanimous, one away he had from one away from MVP <laughs> in like the second no season. No one could yeah. stop him. He was passing. He was running. He was, and he had also been like, if you see his Orlando, I hadn't watched him much in Orlando. He was in Orlando, ripped. He, he was, was so fit. He was jumping. He was like running yeah. for balls. I think he had reached this point. He was like, I'm not going to be doing this stuff in the regular season. He used to be like, I'm. Not giving you a hundred percent because my body is beat up. But imagine, imagine being on the same team with Kobe. With like Kobe. I think he had to like compete. He's must have been looking like this guy is coming for this crown. So if he didn't, I don't think if he had, if he didn't have Kobe, he wouldn't have moved. Taken to that kind of yeah. next step. So now if you look at Ben and Joel, I think like Joel now is in this thing of like this guy is not going to be the Kobe to my. Shaq. Because Joel has the same thing of like, I'll just play around. He's the Shaq vibes. He needs a Kobe. He does need a Kobe. He needs some guy. I think that's why he wanted Jimmy. When Jimmy yeah. was around, they treated like, Jimmy would be like, nah, 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 nah. Was that, was that, then they was never that had any issues. Like, they didn't have issues. Then they would play, yeah? They would play. They would play. Jimmy would get them to play. Probably they should have taken they they Jimmy, have Jimmy didn't take that nonsense. Because Jimmy, like, he couldn't get along with Cat. Yeah. He was like, Cat is the We need to play the stuff of being chill. Pre, like pre COVID, cats was like a difference. You know, he was too chilled. Mm-hmm. He was too chilled. Now I think he's, I know, I think he's locking Last year he was like, I don't care about this game, blah, 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 which is, you know, understandable. Tough, yeah. But this year I'm seeing like, A, please playing with, he's like, Last season, you guys, it was like he was. It was like he wandered into his bedroom with a whole, with ten people yeah. to play basketball. He would yeah. be like, you know, he was just not present. Now he's there. Now he's present. I've seen him like in tweets about leaving. Yeah, probably. I mean, he doesn't wait, win wait, the environment. Wait, I mean, the Minnesota franchise, the, the guy who gave his it's all. Where people go to KG gave everything. Bro, he gave everything. They won't even let him buy a piece of the team. Jump. <laughs> Like so, wow. can you imagine? Like KG, he stopped. <laughs> he had to, he had to exile himself from the stadium because of the owners. And I'm like, bro, owner as who? You're the owner of the Timberwolves. You are, you are KG's. Even, you know what I mean? You even ex- when you, you talk, talk, people think of KG. They don't, they don't, they don't think about you, are, bro. <laughs> but you know that's it. You know the still nigga. That wise man once said, still nigga. So I think that's what it is with that one. Bro. It's like. That's crazy. I like the A Rod move of secretly just like being in a mm. JV with someone and buying a team. Yeah, yeah, I wish LeBron. I want LeBron to buy the Cavs, not the Cavs. I think yeah, the Cavs. Will. I think he should buy Eventually. the Cavs. Do you, do you think Bron's? This is a bit of a side. Do you think he's going to have jerseys retired in three teams? Yeah. The question is, is like yes. now if he retired next year. Let's say worst case, he does, they don't win this year. That might be Lakers are retiring 23. We might retire. The six. Cavs are retiring 23. <laughs> the Miami Utah 100% retiring. No, number six, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> if we, if we six, six, they six might retire from all teams in the league. But the question I was having is just like, if, if you rank LeBron's 
Lakers career. Mm. Like, because Lakers have had guys in terms of just yeah. accomplishments. But by the time Bron came, he came 28, 20. The Bron who went to Cleveland, if he had gone to the Lakers, he'd have been the greatest Laker. We know yeah. one of the greatest Lakers yeah. of all time. I don't, you know, let me not shit on people. I really think LeBron is like, you know, the best to touch a basketball, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Just in terms of he can do everything. anything. He's now unlocked the. <laughs> I mean, I got the range, bro. The range, yeah. Mode. The one thing that range, I remember that, 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 20, that 2018 run because, like, I looked at his team and went, hmm. How? But and you could see in his face, like any other guy, if you had put KD on that team, you'd have averaged 45. Because he'd have just been like, Give me the ball, let me shoot. This guy was like, No, 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 we have to pace it out. Going all together. I'll pass here, I'll pull this here. I'll put you like a dad on a team with kids. Like, okay, now you, it's your turn. Yeah, it was really. Now you, it's your turn to defend. And that's the craziest thing about this. He's never had a team above 500 maestros. That's yeah, when, yeah, when, when, you, when, you when you take him out like uh, this, yeah. the teams, as in if you take his numbers out, the team is not above 500. Every team he's been. No, the, wild, yeah. the wild thing about the 2018 is he led in every statistical category. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yo, that's so how does the old, <laughs> the old guy on so the team, the he's like, I'm doing everything <laughs> best. I'm leading you guys. I'm, I'm teaching you. I'm scoring. I'm passing it to you. When you'd get off the court, they were just they being run out of the gym. And I think at some point, the problem with that is, I wouldn't blame if he says, I need more guys. Because if I'm playing with, like, imagine you're, you're doing pickup and LeBron is with you. Some part of you is just going to be like, I'm training. Why? This guy is going to do it. Why? There's an SNL skit about that, like the other Cavaliers. <laughs> it's like, you've got anything LeBron wants, as long as it isn't basketball. <laughs> oh, LeBron James, by Okay, what was I going to ask you guys? First thing is, because uh, you were talking about point cards and you are saying mm. stuff. Top five point cards ever. No, that's a... Ever. ever. Okay. And, like, the criteria is also different because I know... For instance, everyone, no, very few guys talk about, like, say, Stockton, right? Yeah. But every coach goes, that is a perfect If you want to show point guards, that's him. That's the guy. But then you see Magic, and just go, there's a reason they call that guy Magic. Magic, exactly. He's six, nine, he's throwing things like he would deliberately do stuff where it's like, what? (laughs) How did he manage that? But then you look at Chris Paul, especially, like, Chris Paul, just before he left the Hornets and he was about to reach it. Like, like the, the guy was going to even be traded to, to, to LA. To LA. Yeah. Like, Chris Paul. Chris Paul. But then, uh, what's his name? What was the guy's name? David, uh, Howard Stern was like, nah, relax. Uh, I no, can't do this. David Stern. David Stern? Howard, Howard Stern, Stern is the radio. Imagine they put Howard Stern. <laughs> 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 David Stern. So, but do you, you count, do you count LeBron as a point guard? Um, I, uh, so here's what I'll, I would do personally. If you're gonna say Le- if you're doing your top point guards of all time, you pick the LeBron era. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So you say LeBron from this year to this year. If you're gonna pick him, but you can't. His whole career, he hasn't been a point guard. He's just been. He's been feeling. Even in forward, he really. Me as someone Miami has made that. Being a forward, uh-huh. It's like he, like there was a difference between small forward and power forward before him. 
You know what I mean? No, you're just a forward. And I think now, because of him, like, isn't he a power forward? Do you know what I mean? Like, he can play both. Can that's, he be a power Do you know what I mean? Can that, he be like was, an amazing, amazing, amazing power forward? the size of Carl Malone. Literally the same size <laughs> yeah. as Carl Malone. But this is what Jalen Rose was always saying, is that his argument is that positions were, were codified, like they became very solid so that people could understand yeah. and compare. It's but he viewing. kept saying, but like, if you look at Chris Webber, for instance, you're like, all right, it's a power forward, but he's like one of the best passers on the team. On the team. So typically when you look at a power forward, you're asking him to do specific things, going to the paint and shoot and grab rebounds and stuff. But if your guy like Jokic now, he's <laughs> arguably... Point center. Yeah, point center. <laughs> so like things are from the very fight, difficult. You know I mean? <laughs> very difficult to measure them. But, but yeah. the question I had that they kind of gave me a pause was like, all right, if you say LeBron is the best player ever, right? So is he the best point guard ever yes i think he's the if he's, he's the, the best, best positionless player yeah. ever like the issue with someone like like i feel like kareem could have done what Jokic does yeah on top of whatever he mm. on top of his offensive back he could like have if he had begun a central and passing and thing passing. and a three-point game is Jokic's passing thing is it just a game or is I think it's like things. I think it's nature. That's that's no, I think it's actually nature. So there are some angles your eye cannot see what he sees. <laughs> Why are you passing like this? Seriously, it's, over it's over the shoulder, but you know, <laughs> over the shoulder. <laughs> has a when someone thinks over the shoulder, there's an image you're thinking of. Yeah, you don't think of this as like, over the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. this no, one no, no, no. <laughs> behind your head. Yeah, you know that that's the the best thing about the NBA is like for. Like seventy percent of the times, yeah, it's like they're playing basketball. I get this, and then they'll do something, and you're like, yo, like the same, the same, this is not the same, same game that was dominated by like someone like Kareem or like Wilt. He's also now being dominated by someone like Steph. Like Steph, completely different. How they said Jordan could not make a name in this league because he's not a seven footer. Oh yeah, then now that was the rationale. They were like, I think all of us, if we're there, be like, no, 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 no. We'll take, we're looking for because like to me for instance like my i guess maybe, i don't know if it's a controversial opinion but to me the best center i've ever seen is hakim okay. when yes, he like from 1988 on like he, the way he grab rebounds yeah. the way he'd like face you up and he was taking shots from like over there in the corner and he like he started falling off late into his career he did play for a long time eh? he he for a long for time a long but time. the only and thing he is he, he and he and mike never really because yeah. of the conferences they were in they never like if they had gone that's the one that's thing the that makes it difficult like i wouldn't have because when yeah, the rockets were faced the, the bulls like scotty steve Kerr keeps saying that the one guy we weren't able to manage would be like if you have a strong guy in the middle because who are their centers look longly like yeah, they, yeah, they, they he would have just been like eating fight. them up all, all day. day and hakim was the center of that thing so they would have been like yeah you got the perimeter yeah. so it would have been jordan against him but they're not <laughs> going against each other and you'd have wondered how because even shark like with orlando penny. like shark's issue was that <laughs> penny was going to have to go up with Mike. With Mike exactly. Anyone who's going up at this moment. They're going to matter. terrorize you. But Shaq was getting numbers. He was... 
I think the, the thing is now, I, I, I kind of sympathize with this argument in terms of when he sees centers like leaving and going and shooting, it's like, all right, now that means everyone is shooting. Great. Right. So but if you went in there, I, yeah, just I back you, that thing. It's just, just you. you. If, you're, if you're actually a bully ball type of player, who do you say that? I think Loki cats. Cat has glimpses of that. Cat has glimpses of that. Steph too. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm not. I'm not a big on like, you know, like I. I didn't watch any Isaiah Thomas. I'm not gonna cap here. Like you oh, know, it's. Enough, uh, I would say Steph two, Chris Paul three. Um. Tony Parker four. Okay. Tony Parker four. Who is it? I'm trying. I'm forgetting like the. Uh, and no, okay, maybe Steve Nash four, Tony Parker five. Okay. Yeah, right. Steve Nash for 25. I'll do mine and we'll end on the yeah. uh, I'll do my best point guard of all time, personally, for my taste, is John Stockton. I like just, you know, like you've said, the textbook, you know, <laughs> black and white, like he plays all the diagrams <laughs> yeah. Yeah. written in the book, which is dream. He's not doing no look behind no. the back things. But the ball reaches yeah. this person, they shoot. But the There's pass no, is always on no, point. Like, you know, you know, but he does, exactly, yeah, the right pass place. always lands. Mm-hmm. And he was strong, like he was very physically strong because he was a skinny motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. he, he, yeah. he had to be around to be in the league, yeah. So he had like that thing which which I get from my dad, like if I bump into my dad, I'm the one who falls. He's like a spring, he's way smaller than he's a skinny dude, but he has like a Very strong low strength. Yeah. Bro, crazy strong center of gravity and low, like mm. because he played can be moved. You can't just push him down on the floor. Um so he has so Stockton has that thing of like sturdy and small, can pass, good court vision, all those things good tandem you know what i mean mm. very understands how to be like okay this guy does this let me you know feed in that way mm. very 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 good like him and like the thing is we don't have killers because we have talent nowadays but not mindset you know what i mean because like he might have liked a cat more than a calm alone mm. in terms of getting mm. across the court mm. being easier just to dish to being yeah and having some of the load off like you know what a great pairing yeah a cat just doesn't have that <laughs> a killer so yeah, Stockton number one. I'm gonna go with number two. Alan Iverson, baby. Oh Alan Iverson. Oh, you're counting Alan, Alan as Iverson. a point guard, huh? Oh he, okay, fair enough. He's a shooting guard. That's fair. That's fair. No, but you he, seem to be a point This is your show. Yeah. Either. Right. Yeah. This is your So yeah, I'm I'm gonna put yeah, because as you are gonna see that I put a premium on like on like everything yeah, except man. shots, you know, in a point guard. <laughs> In that I don't, I don't, I like Steph. I think you know Steph has his place, but I love the other stuff. The things that point guards had to do before this era were just more. <laughs> Around the, the team, know, man. The team, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think I'll go Steph, Allen Iverson, then um, 
then Chris Paul, Steph, Allen Iverson, Chris Paul, then I will say, no, not Steph, John Stockton, Allen Iverson, Chris Paul, then Steph, and Kyrie. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Kyrie's high up there. Mm-hmm. I'll give a special mention to Dame Lillard and a special mention to Drew Holiday. Mm. In terms of my favorites, just because Drew Holiday, I don't think we've seen yet the defensive first. Although it must have been there back in the day, but in the new era, the defensive first point guard was crazy. Perimeter, like I'm ripping it off you. That's that that unique. play just <laughs> from yeah, the finals, like, <laughs> crazy. Great. Like, like, give me that. Relax, <laughs> relax, relax, relax. We're rooting for the stars. Even me, I love days. And whoa, <laughs> these guys are coming back. <laughs> Game three, it's going to be sweaty. It got really sweaty after that. <laughs> All right, let's see. Best point guards. I just, I, I, I can't not give it to Magic because in the eighties, mm-hmm. like he was. I see, 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 yeah. I would have given it to LeBron. Actually, special mention Bobby to LeBron. I think Steph just beat out LeBron yeah. in my mind. Okay. Yeah. Then um, let's see who else um. Probably, probably Steph, just because unanimous MVP. Is, uh, you know, it's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, he you you play the cards you're dealt. So if he's being a great point guard from shooting, that's it. You know, it allows him to do all these other things. Then uh, probably J Kid. Just J Kid. Oh, when wow. he when when he was on that Nets team. Yeah, like baby Richard Jefferson and mm. <laughs> Kenyon Martin and stuff. Those guys were looking like superstars just because of the That's way true. he was running the team. He beat the Pistons team that had beaten the Lakers before. He like he, he really ran teams really well. And he was the first who was like doing he, he wasn't trying to get triple doubles, but he was, he was getting there. He, he could get you could yeah, rebound and because of the yeah. assist and the rebound. Uh, and then I think probably Isaiah. Just because in the eighties is the only guy other than who beat Jordan, who beat Jordan, who beat exactly, yeah, Bird and Magic. Uh, then what you said? Who is your first story? The first is Magic. 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 And then Steph. Steph. Then Jake. Is, then Jake. then Jake. Isaiah then Jake. And then lastly, I can't not add Steve Nash. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, he Even though he robbed Kobe of, of an MVP, is one of his year. Yeah, I think everyone was the like, first oh, one. You're, you're tired. Like yeah. there, there's that the middle where uh, what's his name one, um, David Robinson. Like David Robinson hadn't played. He, everyone was playing great. The problem with Jordan is he was eating when other guys were also eating. Well, like, also, yeah. You'd be like, this is unfair. The year Barkley won wasn't his best wasn't year his in best the league. Year. Like he was doing stuff in Philly, which was. Mad, like he was shooting sixty percent, at like six, at six five, five six, and he's six, up there with big guys. Like, look at him; he's, I think he's in the top forward. ten of like uh, field goal percentage. Like, he was an he was efficient mm-hmm. player, and yeah, that's why he keeps like when he's yapping. Like, guys just talk about Star Charles, and he'd be like, "Why are they hyping him up?" But if you go back and look at him, like in '92, like when the Dream he's Team, he was the star. He was the star of the team, of the league, mm-hmm. and just because when you grab that, he would run. Like he was just a, a a boulder coming at you, but he's no, he's now he's he's Chuck. He's, now he's, he's just now joking he's around. Like, now he's like he's like an elephant or something, bro. He's gigantic. No, but what's his name told him to to quit it with the Twinkies, Moses Malone. Really? Ooh. 
okay, before the quiz starts, it's only a quick quiz. I'll do bonus rounds of what? I'll do bonus rounds of, um, who wrote the book? Uh, these are quiz questions because I'm working on yeah. a quiz. Actually, uh, what are you doing on the weekend of the 27th of November? I do not know. What's happening on the 27th? We're doing like the, we're shooting the Christmas episode of this show. Oh, cool. So it's a video, it's like a video episode. It's going to be like a quiz. Mm. So I'm like developing some questions and like a format and blah, blah, blah. Okay. We want, you know, primarily guys who've been guests on the show. And then, you know, any, 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 and then we'll construct teams. Mm-hmm. So it's teams of three. So if you feel like, you know, you have somebody who's going to, if you have a team you can bring, feel free to bring one. Okay. But that, that we would love to have you like okay. on that weekend. All right. So it's like, a, it's going to be a proper bonanza. Like we're going It's going to be, yeah. It's going to be like if you're going on, you know, who wants to be a millionaire or something. Mm-hmm. Like I'll try and get everyone out by like four and that kind of thing. But okay. just come with your question, with your, you know, your sharp, your sharp <laughs> mind ready. Uh, Every time I tell my brain be sharp, that's when it, it's the dullest. Yeah, man, competition is competition will, do, will give people a little. Hmm. I don't have any problem like that after yeah. a few, you know, guys. Yeah, after you've done a few iterations, you're like, okay, now this is what we're doing. This Let's is the see. level, this is where I need to come. You know, that meme with the guy sitting and playing. Then he does this. Like, hey, let's get into this. No, I, I, I love that that meme is still in pencil, in pen, in diary. You know, that meme is just a picture of the pen drawing because really, you don't you don't yeah. need more. I, I I'm I'm thinking about like how um. You know, if you get onto Twitter now, a lot of the time I also I'm not quite sure what people are talking about. It's like the con- the messages that do you, if you know you know. Yeah, so there's a third language. There's like. <laughs> There's like memes, there's, there's like tweets, you know, then there's tropes about what people tweet about, this type of Twitter, this type of Twitter, then there's memes which are all over the internet, then there's things which are a meme on Twitter, then there is how Twitter uses and applies mm. other memes and how they create like a new like web. a whole other right. thing which you can't even understand where it's going to. So now this is what I, I wonder about how, okay, um, right now we're in the midst of it. But I'm very sure that I'm about to lose my grip on what guys are saying. Mm. Like, like, because I will have to consistently be aware of the source, where it's coming from. Like, there's this thing now in the States of um, Let's Go Brandon. I was like, what does that mean? It's because someone was saying, uh, fuck Joe Biden on a live interview and the person who was interviewing went i think they said let's go brandon to the person so now everyone just says it as a nice way of saying fuck joe biden Biden. so if you don't have all there needs to be like some place you can go to and say i need to understand then there'll be a joke like someone will make a new joke like next week where it's just like brandon does this now the joke is about (laughs) brandon said this brandon said (laughs) now it's about brandon even though it was a mispronunciation of biden like yeah, so just keep growing until I think then they'll know how you're in the in group because you know. Bro, and then there's this thing I've noticed about Twitter where it's it's like a room because you'll come in and people will be you'll see a tweet like and it's like I hope that guy doesn't read any of my tweets and everyone in the world knows who they're talking about that day. Do you know what I mean? Like, ha, that guy, that guy better actually reassess how he talks to women. And you're like, who? 
you don't know where to go you don't know where to go on a conversation but then you know you get you get the thing i like like a swimming to look for what who's the guy that thing of never be the see that's a meme of twitter never be the main character of twitter never be that dangerous who are they talking about and it's your ad you just see yourself trending i don't know what i'll do if i saw if i saw like some bro if i saw a verified account like tweeting like at at be like oh no like, oh my god what what have i done what have i done just hold to your guns like i shall not apologize please and then we out i think so let's do this this is the longest episode too yeah hours. but there's a lot of filler there's a lot there's of a like, little cutting we need to do this all right okie dokie so the leaderboard right now, I think the best performance has been 4 for 5, so 80%. Um, that was Malcolm, maybe 2. Uh, but then the last yeah, group. Malcolm did well back then. He did really well. But it's also because we, we had the question, we freestyled the questions on the spot. Oh. This, now we're, it's regulated. The league sent mm, in, you know. Good lord. <laughs> soon we're not going to be running short of qu- questions, questions. Quiz questions. Now, you know? We're going to be overflowing soon, with quiz now. questions soon. Ah. So, sir, your question one, it's multiple choice, you know, it's multiple oh, choice, right. they're, they're, friend, they're, they're, they're friendly questions, and I'm glad I did these because I feel like you'd have got the proper basketball-y ones, so these are like basketball <laughs> adjacent. <laughs> so, Bro, the man said Hakeem's best seasons are 86. You know what I'm saying, once they put it... According to you, sir, I don't know. Once they put it... You'll say Charles anything is, with confidence, yeah. we'll be like, yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Which of these ladies starred in Love and Basketball? Oh, God. And The Best Man Holiday? Yeah? So, is it A, Tamar Braxton? B, Nia Long? C, Sanaa Lathan? Or D, Regina Hall? You got all those? I'm going to go with Sanaa Lathan. Sanaa Lathan? Is that your final answer, sir? And yes, okay, we're in. We are that's in. One, that's, that's one, one, one. one for one. I like that. Starting off good, eh? Starting nice oh, and strong. Good. Here we go. Okay, number two. Which is not a nickname? Actually, this one is grab it. Which is not a nickname of Shaquille O'Neal? Is it A, the Big Shamrock? B, Manny Shakiao? <laughs> C, Shaqmania? And D, the big Aristotle, you know, for the philosophers out oh, here. Oh, God. The, the first one was a big shack rock. What it was, was it? Shamrock. Shamrock. The big Shamrock. Uh-huh. The big Shamrock then. Manny Shakyao. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite one. <laughs> Shackmania. And the big Aristotle. So I know he's called the big Aristotle. Yeah. He's called himself that. The others, I really can't. They're all and equally they're all crazy. Equal, yeah. And they're all they're equally all plausible. <laughs> When would he call himself Manny Shakyao? That's the one I'm going with. I don't think yeah? that's the one. You're going to say Manny Shakyao? Yeah, I don't think that's the one. Uh, <clears throat> it's going to be false, sir. It's actually Shakmania. Shakmania is the. He never Shaq-mania. once, when, when no. he went for wrestling, said, we're ready for Shakmania. For Shaq-mania. Imagine, what? right? What are the chances? Yeah, he was in WCW. And the man showed up to like, he showed up to multiple WCW. Like every year. <laughs> Definitely a bunch of Every year they go to shop and fight Big Show. Okay. 
Um, you know what I mean? Shout a big show. But like Shaq has lived to be in his life, bro. Why is he fighting? But you can see Trey Young and Snoop Dogg are in this Yeah, they're in that field. Maximizing life. I think Trey Young is going to be like that, you know? Because you know he was... Trey Young is... I think he has the personality to like... Oh yeah, because he went to WWE. You know he doesn't have that much personality. Go watch watch his uh what is it called? Do you know GQ like ten things I can't mm-hmm. live without? Go watch that. You don't have much like the Shaq episode of that would be. He so doesn't. He didn't even have the Kyrie. Age. You know Kyrie has this thing of like I'm smarter than you. Yeah, yeah. Kyrie has the Kanye. Kyrie feels <laughs> like that. Like man, you know, you know, went to Duke. You know, oh, you're like, oh, <laughs> you're like oh, I hate that thing. I hate that thing. <laughs> Duke. Well, you went to Duke. You went to Duke. <laughs> He played basketball. He went to Duke the same year. I'm the first place commissioner of Jomo Kenyatta Airport. Yeah, I mean, I visited that. He went through it. I passed. Okay, Okay. which team has won the least NBA championships? Is it A the Detroit Pistons, B the Miami Heat, C the Golden State Warriors, or D the Houston Rockets? Which team has won the least? That includes whatever the original franchise was. Yeah, all together. Oh, crap. <laughs> Ooh-wee. You're coming back for a basketball trivia episode. Mm, so. You need guys with all these facts. Give me some deck. Pistons. Least. It was the Rockets, the Heat, uh, Warriors. And Pistons. Even me, this guy confused me when I was looking at the house. Like, eh. The least, huh? Mm. Because everyone remembers the most or the number one. No, I'm just trying to see when Detroit joined the, the league. Mm. Mm. Houston. Mm. Houston. I think it's Houston. You're going to go Houston? Yeah. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Correct. That is correct. Yeah. Houston Rockets. I was, is, I was 100% the least. I think they, they had to. They, um, yeah. they won their first one that year that Jordan was out. Mm. Literally. Both of them. They won both of them. It was two years. Yeah. Okay, so Akeem is the only guy that was But they went to the finals twice but lost the other time. Mm, the other time. They yeah. have one. They have two. Akeem has one too. Gonna, is it going to be lit in the 96, 97, 97, 98. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how long he was going to season. No, he was. No, it was, was in the middle. It was 94. 95. It was 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. Okay. What round did the Uganda Silverbacks finish at Afro Basket 2021? Oh is it A, the quarterfinals, B, the semifinals, uh, C, the groups, and D, the round of 16? I even pay attention. The- <laughs> no, wait. Let me try and remember. You said uh, quarterfinals, semifinals, semifinals groups, uh, groups or round of sixteen. Round of sixteen. 
gonna go with the quarterfinals. In the quarterfinals. Yeah. Correct. Nice. That is correct. Ding, 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 ding. Correct. <laughs> And um, uh, and round of sixteen was a trick thing. No, yeah, it was like that's what I was saying. Round of sixteen. <laughs> nice, is this nice. NCAA? <laughs> okay, this last one, I think you're gonna get it. It's pretty, you know. Don't it's say it. that. <laughs> no, that's the that's the the trip. The art of. Oh, what is LeBron James's middle name? Is it A Raymond? What? Raymond? No. B. Raymond. C. Ray. Or D. Rufus. No, listen. He, <laughs> he can't be Rufus. For all the money. For, for all the money. not be Rufus. If you get this one, you're tied for the best. Come on, man. Let's go. That's right. Hold on. It was Raymond. And the other one was what? Raymond. 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 Just Raymond without a D. Without a D. And LeBron. And Ray. And Rufus. What's the difference between Ray and Raymond? Raymond. Who knows? Who knows? You have to ask LeBron's parents. He has a middle name. Right? Right. It should not be Rufus. If it is, it should not be. It should not be. Because what? I like the name Rufus. I know. I really like Rufus as the name. That, yeah, but that, so cool. that's the name wrong. you use. Like, you, you'd say, I'm you Rufus, Rufus, man. James, you're right. You'd be Rufus, uh, I'm going to just... I think it's Ray. Is Ray your final answer? What? No, Raymond. Raymond. Is Raymond your final answer? Yes. Are you sure? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, like the, I like the honesty. Uh, Damn it. Unfortunately, it's Raymond. Lebron, Raymond? Raymond. He's Lebron Raymond James. Raymond. Oh. <laughs> no, we need to talk to Mrs. James. Mommy, the like, chick was 16 or whatever. He's called Raymond. Lebron. Lebron. Raymond. Yeah, he should have like James. wavy hair. Like being durags all the time. And it's built in that. Yeah, what is that? I can never remember, bro. Oh, oh yeah. But that needs to be that. That needs to be like the thumbnail. That needs to be Raymond. <laughs> yeah, that's like his. It's, it's, it's the age version age of him is like, oh, on the side, I do like R and B. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. I, I do R and B. I sing backup exercise class. I'm Raymond James. <laughs> No, I'm never going to forget that now. Raymond. Raymond. Okay. You, you yeah. know who's you know Joel Santana? You oh, know what his no. real name is? Oh no. Leron James. No. No. Leron. No. <laughs> no. 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 You're really not dipset. Joel Santana. Leron James. Why yeah. the Lebron? You know it's just that Lebron is excelled. To the point where we can't even be talking about the name, but yeah, this someone said this again. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron is, a, is definitely a sixteen-year-old named me. His name, do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> LeBron, you know. Well, thank you for thank you. I mean, that's three of three or five. You know, it's not bad. Yeah, I should have done better, but uh, <laughs> we'll have you back for your for your revenge. I shall be back. You know, I'm gonna. Well, all the information okay. that I come, on. <laughs> come on, spit it out. Let's go. Let's yeah. do this. Um, we always have promos. Yeah. 
Any plugs? Uh, Anything no, you want to ask us? Uh, no, no, yeah, maybe this one question. Mm. Like, what, what, what success for this podcast? What does that mean? How would you know that this is a successful podcast? The Ra- we always say the Ramon interview will be great. That's always what we answer. That's the initial. The Ramon okay. interview. But I feel like this, I, I just feel like we will begin like in the successful tier when we start getting NBA players. Mm. Yeah. NBA That's players. my goal. Okay. My goal I is think... NBA players. I, I want Part, like my goal is like current, you current know what I mean? like as we obviously passed there's so much not to like say that one is more valuable than the other but in terms of like that's guys like, we're in the, the hot seat goal. right now and it's not even so basketball oriented already like the podcast is broad but you know i i i, I want us to keep the thread because i mm. want to talk to these men like mm. i want to know what's going on you mm. know in that mindset yeah, like there's so many questions i want to ask an NBA like, player like, yeah because just think about it like the worst NBA player is can beat anyone almost anyone at what he does seven point <laughs> whatever billion people are worse than him yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. like Brian Scalabrini be like you watch and you Bro. guys go trash and, and he, they yell it onto the court like you put that guy with anyone cooking yeah. people and he'll look like a god. Oh my god. The like white mama. Fools, they'll cook people us need to put respect on the white mama. Even Jokic, you know, you can say Jokic is lazy, he's slow. Uh, Bring him down to fast fusion and see and what lazy see what and slow Yeah, so I just wonder about how. Like yeah. Even those are the, the guys who become multi-millionaires, and you don't really have beef because you go. Just look at that Man, guy. who can do this? Like, who else can do this? All right, he's doing it. It's not like you think he's he finessed his way Nothing. into stuff. Like he, he talks his way into really? it. No. As I would say success is if we can have a, if we. I, I want us to push basketball in Uganda in a way, where like um, where like. Something's happening, and like the you know the the basketball community hits us up. Exactly, you know what I mean. Exactly. Like, what Fuba's like? Uh, you're one of the broadcasters, or you know something like that. Some kind of uh, like recognition within the basketball community right. of Uganda as well. And, you, and like you know, like if we could start like clinics, mm. and. Uh, you know, like tangibly affected would be amazing. Yeah. I think that would be like so cool. Like a few clinics. Clinics is clinics is clinics is, and it's, clinics and it's, is and it's you know if that one is like the doable one. It's not doable. Yeah. yeah. So those clinics like, you give see us more guys playing basketball. I, I see it. Man, I see now playing. I notice it more since I've I started, started seeing a few guys like all right, guys uh, pulling it together. Mm. But like, there's a culture that can come around. You around know, like it, exactly. You, like that, maybe that's why AI became because he did because he was just bringing what was already happening and guys were like yo mm-hmm. the streets do this, this is the thing this yeah. is the game you have the to culture we're in this, this community we're in this thing okay yeah that's awesome any plug any plug i really should have a sound plug uh, uh, uh right or uh, a bank at standing yes. <laughs> bank at standing you know what i mean and musings of a timid observer yeah musings of a timid observer uh yeah just hit that and then on my twitter uh any oh, recommendations at? someone trying to get into philosophy trying to get into fintech what do you what do you yeah. reading currently what do you recommend what, what is the twitter sorry uh at joel anthony at 23 yeah it's part of my takeover <laughs> making everyone's name anthony <laughs> hey tony hey tony yeah. um what am i reading currently i'm reading being in time, 
which is a very being difficult at book. time no being and time being and time okay. yeah it's uh it's an old book but it's it's kind of dark it's just talking about how you're you're always experiencing your death in every moment uh, but your real death you will never experience you never experience it. yes everyone you know, everyone I'm, else will experience it. i always you. say you 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 start dying as soon as you're born yeah so that's a big fact so i need to read that book <laughs> yeah so being and right time yeah. oh sign und Zeit. yeah is the author uh, uh, it's a heidegger Ma- heidegger. martin it's heidegger who <laughs> has a questionable past Oh, it, it would have to, you know, dive into this one. That sounds like an interesting one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of talking about his work. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, check out the podcast. That list Please. is the, one of the first posts, or one of the most recent posts on his on his blog is mm-hmm. this book recommendation. So if you want a more in depth, it's got some of, you know some stuff that I feel like everyone should read. The Wretched of the Earth. Mm, yeah. liberty like shit that everyone should just take a look at actually this is our interesting addition just as a wrap-up convo this confessions thing uh the saint augustine book yeah mm. did you come from it obviously because you said you you actively tried to like go th- go through the christian route and like you did do some seeking yeah like how didn't you get like um how how much did you identify with and like appreciate like that mm. and those confessions and like do you think like don't you think like that's a much more like a much broader and more like reasonable understanding of christianity yeah like a reasonable interrogation of things i was i was joking uh, i won't mention the church because i don't want to <laughs> yeah but no, i feel like do, this thing have... where you all have the same personality and you're all trying to say the right thing and you're sublimating like what you really think and i just always thought that if there is a supreme being that has created he should know and should appreciate all those feelings and the ways you express yourself and the best thing i think about that book is towards the end when um, there's a commentary from martin luther about it (laughs) martin luther used to like discuss catechological stuff about about the pope be like he was talking about yeah when the pope shits or mm. it comes out in like hard pieces like he that's the way he's <laughs> trying to, to think about stuff yeah. and like we are human beings let's not think like, these guys are yeah. too crazy but i think that yeah definitely that book showed me that he was wrestling with all these ideas but then the conclusions that he was reaching to me just kind of i went like you were going far enough but can you just stop at could you just stop at like i don't understand this stuff it's Mm. just i think platonism entered these things the whole idea of an ideal form of an ideal perfect goal and and certain and um anyway just the whole idea of religion i would think even christ the way he was would have been against it because it's you're stultifying an example and making it the only way it's the supposed me, to be. Yeah, exactly. It's an yeah. example of like, you do greater things than this, but you're like, let's keep the doing what you said. Of what he was like. Institutionalize he was like, yeah. this. So, yeah, that's what I think about that. Yeah. Man, Joe, thank you so much for coming. Thank you very this much has been for a fantastic conversation. Uh, follow the Elbow Room on all, on yes. all Twitter, all IG. Room. Yeah, Twitter, Don't IG. follow me on IG. No, you can follow me on IG. Don't follow, follow me on Twitter. Yeah. Watch what? Like, leave, leave my first one to tell her. Exactly. If you follow me, you follow me. If you yeah. don't, tough. Tough cheese. Follow the, follow the elbow room. Boom. Follow the elbow room. Christmas special, you guys. Soon land. Keep your eyes open. You know, get... Uh, actually, yeah. Keep your eyes yes, open. Your eyes. We're going to start... We're going to start... Uh, we're going to 
start interacting with the audience about the um, about the about, things about the Christmas on. special, about the things we're working, working on. There will be some yeah. need for you guys to participate, so please just keep, keep eyes on them. We're gonna yeah, have I one am. more social media platform, my favorite one, the best one, the best one. <laughs>